Hi. Hey, We're and still welcome. Fat. What? Hey, Andy's welcome. skinny as yeah. shit. I am not Andy's skinny. Wasting away. I'm you not eat skinny. Worse than I've ever seen a person eat, and you're losing weight. You're probably I'm, dying. I'm not. I'm not losing weight though. I'm still the same weight. No, what I think it is, is it that just, you're slimming down and building up muscle mass. I, there's no possible all those, way. All I'm, those Cheetos build up muscle mass. There is no possible way I'm building muscle mass sitting in front of my computer for <laughs> the last two years. Maybe when your beard was so big that when you trimmed it, we didn't notice that it was less under there because your beard was, you know, out to here for so long, you know, that we couldn't tell what was happening behind the beard. You did trim 40 pounds worth of hair. Yeah. I did. I did get rid of Actually, that's rid not of true. You were balding. There wasn't a lot of hair there. Oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> We were like, when's he going to give it up? I did. It was like a comb over that was just not working. It was a comb over that was working it was when you working. looked at it straight on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When, you maintain when, the I, when I looked into the mirror, it looked like I still had a full head of hair sure, until sure. I put up my camera phone and looked into the into my camera phone and then looked yeah. in the mirror behind me and I went, <gasps> if you were taller, it would have worked longer. But seeing it from an above angle, sure, also probably. Yeah, I am short like a dwarf. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, this is the the actual the first debut of uh, Andy with no hair. So I've, I haven't even posted it really to my Facebook. I only posted it a couple friends here and there. But I did this at Origins. Um, the reason being is one, I was going bald. Not not really going bald, but I had like a pretty big yes, bald spot yes. in the back of my head. Um, I mean, I had enough to kind of cover it. Um, but what 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 did it for me was the trip down to Origins. Because I rode with uh, with Muse, uh, with Nigel from Muse, and uh, helped out with the, the booth there for them and CreatureCaster. Um, but the ride down was like nine hours. And unfortunately, Nigel's van did not have any air conditioning. So that means going down there at 90 degrees, had to have a window down. And then the little tufts of hair that just barely were in my ponytail kept on popping out. And then the whole way down, I'm just having shit just beat me in the face from my hair and then about halfway down I just I called ahead and and uh, made the arrangements to to get my hair cut on a if I was in a car for nine hours that didn't have air conditioning the first time I would have just stopped and walked and I would have got back and go <laughs> there's no way in this day and age that I'm going to go in a car without air conditioning it's just not an acceptable situation yeah I also hate wind in my face so to me I could even the window would be down to be even worse Oh, I you know, I, well, I love the wind, but I hated right. having. I didn't have a hat on. Um, on top of that, I didn't have a hairbrush because I actually left that at home. So yeah, very I dramatic. Just, yeah, it was it was annoying. But then, you made it to origins. Then I spent fifty dollars on for them to shave my head. Yeah, but it was a nice shave, so it was good. There you go. Seems fair. Then I made it to origins. The end. So when you say you made arrangements to get a haircut, you mean that you like went to Walmart and bought a razor? No, I actually went to a barber, a full-on barber, because I also wanted to get my beard trimmed then too, which I did get my beard trimmed. It's not as long as it was before, and not as frizzly to the sides. Yeah, I trimmed my beard earlier. I trimmed it like two days ago because it was getting long. Just let it grow. No, when I let it grow, it gets frizzy on the sides, and then it gets rectangular on the bottom, and 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 it just looks bad. Hmm. You say my beard looked bad? No, oh. your beard didn't look rectangular on the bottom. Mine does a weird thing; like the sides go out, but then the bottom goes straight down. But then for some reason, it like I 
it, it just literally has like it's straight across on the bottom. It doesn't go to a nice tapered point. I always well, you can just get a cut that way. Yeah. Meh. <laughs> I always assumed you were going for the crazy homeless person look with the beard. Just like out of control, like don't talk to me, I'm gonna kill you kind of look. Like well, Rasputin or Alan yeah, Rasp- Moore. Yeah, I got Rasputin, I mean, like Rasputin. I mean that's 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 fair. I, yeah. I, I don't want people to talk to me generally. Yeah. yeah. Now you're a professional. It's, mm. it's professional trimmed. There's people in our chat. Hi people just in our buy, chat. Buy a bick. And just decapitate pimples for the rest of your life. No, no, I got I uh, I prepared for I prepared for my my eventual hair downfall. Is I got myself like, like I think it's it was like skull shaver or something like that. It's like a it's like a hand shaver with like oh, yeah. three heads on, or four heads on it that rotates around. It works it's, out pretty well. Right, you, you don't just use a flat thing and just like, like Sweeney Todd your head. No, no, I that's no. Time people did it. No. Yeah, that's one of those ones with like the pivoting heads, but just the handle's different because it's for holding above your head as opposed to the ones with the stick out handle for doing your chin. Oh, I, didn't even know, yeah. I didn't even know that existed. Yeah. Yeah, the, the electric trimmers, and they have the little like round metal parts that have the blades behind them, and they have like independently yeah. flexible surfaces and whatnot. Makes shaving really easy. Yeah, that's cool. I, I mean, I you have to those, shave more, like, though. But When I first started shaving, like in high school, I tried those. And I mean, I'm sure they're better now, but the, the blades didn't cut so much as grab and yank the hairs <laughs> from my face. It was just the most painful thing. And so I went to disposable razors and never looked back. Like, I haven't shaved with one of those in 25 years. Indeed. Indeed. So announcements. What, announcements. Uh, Your press has an announcement on Tuesday, so looking forward to whatever that is. Yeah. Whatever there it could be. Are a lot of theories. And so um, we'll see how many of those theories is there uh, is there more than one theory? Is it just it's Mark Four and everyone knows it? I think it could it, be four different theories, potentially four th- Oh, you already spilled the beans that just said Mark Four. Never mind. But that's that's so, yeah, isn't that what So there is a core theory, which is that they will be announcing a Mark Four, right? Yeah. Because they said Orgoth is coming and that's a known thing. And so people are assuming that that's what the big announcement is gonna be that Mark Four is coming and Orgoth is what's coming with it. Sure. So there's a main theory. I guess there's a lot of theories about Mark IV that people have been hemming and hawing about. You know, uh, is it going to be like an Age of Sigmar situation where all of your old models become unfieldable and it start from scratch? Are there going to are there going to be new rules for everything? You know, like those are the things that people are excited to find out the details. Gotcha. Or there's no Mark IV and the announcement is completely unrelated to that, and that would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> the, the back the the. The speculation that everyone has right now is is pretty pretty entertaining. Well, considering how many playtesters in Mark IV have been breaking NDA and, and talking about various things <laughs> everywhere, also kind of make sure it's Mark IV since you know it's been sort of like the, the ships. All it is is a leaky ship at this point. Yeah, it's not sinking. It's just leaky ship. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's some leaks. Tau Beast in chat mentioned the Age of Sigmar treatment probably wouldn't hurt, and I fully agree with that. I mean, that might be an interesting conversation to have, but um. I feel, to put it bluntly, you know, Mm -hmm. that War Machine is not at its most popular right now. Privateer Press's current market share, whatever you want to say it, is not in the best space it's ever been. I feel that it wouldn't be a bad idea to do something drastic. Mm -hmm. And I feel that if you did full Band-Aid off and and, uh, just said... Here's Mark IV. Here's all the new stuff. You know, just like uh, Age of Sigmar did, where this is the new armies. All your old stuff is now unplayable. 
So your choice is, you know, you just buy new... If you want to play with your old Lizard Mans, that's fine. You're just playing the old edition in your basement with your mm -hmm. friends. But the official line, here's the new thing. And it'll be painful. And the people who have huge model collections are going to be angry and grumpy and sad that, that none of their retribution is legal anymore or whatever. But I feel that the number of people that you would lose from that will be a drop in the bucket compared to the new players that currently go, War Machine, what's this? How many fucking models? I can't learn that. And they never look at it a second time. Yeah. And the people, I mean, the secondary market has been trash for a long time. So if someone's like, well, I want to sell my models, but now they're worthless. Your models have been worthless for Correct. years. <laughs> yeah. yes. No offense, but your War Machine models secondary. I love. I went to the War Machine buy and sell trade. I'm looking at people trying to sell. I mean, people trying to sell stuff now is especially bold. Yeah. Like, who, who are you selling something to now when everyone expects a Mark IV and a possible change of mod? Of, you know, that, that might be real. And, but they, I will say they have their, you know, for those who have the D&D &D line, he, they could still buy people. Some painters still want to paint models, so there's still mm -hmm. that market. They have their, they just came out with their D20 versions of uh, their Iron Kingdom's rule set. People might want mm -hmm. the models for that kind of event. Uh, people just might want to collect them and keep on them anyway. Say, hey, this is my cool shelf of my Gatorman army, and Gatorman army look cool regardless if they're accurate or not yeah. accurate. I mean, it's, yeah. And, and it's people not might just... want to play the old version. Maybe someone's like, hey, let's go play Mark you know, three for some crazy ass reason. Who knows? People, yeah. people play Mark old versions every so often because they're like, they, you know, they're being cool and retro. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's people who play AD and D, you know what I mean? Or original. I don't yeah. know how many people play original D and D, but definitely a lot, advanced a lot of second editions. Yeah, second edition. Of, I see. There are people who still play that because who's going to fucking stop you play what you want to play. So that's the thing is like, if they just said none of this stuff is legal anymore, you still can play it in your basement with your buddies. Mm -hmm. That's not going away. You can play it at your game store with 50 other people. You can keep classic continuing, but the new edition would attract so many fresh faces if there were like, you know, three warcasters, five units, a half dozen war decks, whatever. Like if there were 20 skews per faction and only four or five factions and it was that clean and easy to pick up, I think that would attract a lot of new people, which is what the game really needs. If they're they, like you know. the same size as like a lot of the limited factions, you yeah. know, like, like Crucible go, Guard or... Yeah, Crucible know. Guard. Yeah, yeah. Convergent. If the game started with four four to six factions, I don't, whatever, uh, you know, a half dozen factions or fewer that are the size that Crucible Guard is now... It's so much more manageable than the the bloat that third edition has. Currently. Then they have, then they can they can wait, you know, six months to a year. They can make an excitement version of the hordes type release again, so it lets them build up an excitement for War Machine if they do. I mean, mm -hmm. I imagine they wouldn't do both factions at once if 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 they were to go that route. But who yeah. knows? It is possible. They could just announce that they made a new comic. Maybe they have a new comic book coming out. Yeah. Maybe Matt Wilson has a new project he wants to share everyone with. Hey guys, I made yeah. a new film that you don't care about. Hey, I'm Matt or Wilson. No one likes me anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> War Machine Tactics has been revamped. Yeah, <laughs> speculation. I mean, you could go into like a like an actual sci-fi version of the Level Seven property. That could be a miniature sure. game too. You know, it's 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 something big. I mean, they've they've been hyping it for a while, and you know, there's been a lot of a lot of speculation on it. So yeah, yeah. I mean, Tabby's has a decent idea. I mean, I don't know. It, it, maybe it would just be a list, although the list, whatever. But, like, you could do a thing like, let's say Kador is, is you know, they've got their new thing and there's just a Pikeman unit. You mm -hmm. could just say any Iron Fang, Black Dragon, like all the Pikemen, they just count as Pikemen. Right. Mm -hmm. So and and if you owned FA of both of those, then you might still have too many, but it could be a middle ground that wouldn't piss everybody off. But either way, I'm just saying, even if they went the full extreme and said anything that exists today is literal garbage. I still think it would be the right thing to bases do. instead of round bases. <laughs> 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 Triangle bases just really yeah. mess it all up. Yeah, I, I, I think that, and it's 
overall, if if Privateer wants to get their stuff back into stores and that without having to really rely upon them being like a subsidiary seller to go through retail again, they, they have to cut that skew because their skew bloat is just insane. Right. Even just thinking of just, just like Kator or Signar, the, the amount of models that are in those two factions is is crazy. What would be cool if they said all your current models are trash and you have to throw them away just to watch Travis. You have to burn Travis's collection. Just burn his house down. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> happening. Sorry, Travis. But you know, you, know what yeah. you, you know what you did. But again, you know, you could keep playing it. You yeah. know, Age of Sigmar happened, and I guarantee there's people who still play Warhammer Fantasy yeah. previous editions with their models. Like, mm-hmm. they didn't poof into dust uh, like Thanos snap style just because exactly. they became not supported by the new edition. And again, I get that there's nothing that would make everybody happy, um, but but I, I, I do love Privateer Press. Uh, you know, obviously, as with anybody you love, sometimes you don't agree with all their decisions that they make, but I do think that, that they, I think it would be the right thing to do. I mean, uh, yeah. Well, I, I, mean, I You know what? Well, I don't know. As much as you can love any company. I mean, companies <laughs> are the devil, and any CEO should be beheaded. It would be better for the, the world. In Minecraft. In Minecraft, yeah, obviously. I, I, I speak in, in jest. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I still enjoy most of their products. I still enjoy... I, I like Warcaster. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> I like I like uh, seeing my Warcaster models still unassembled in the box still. Mine are for, assembled for the at least. second faction I bought. <laughs> I'm ready to paint mine now. I'm gonna paint them. I, I bought some paint that I'm gonna use for my D and D octopus and for my Warcaster models. They're nice. they're all gonna use the same paint. There you go. Boom. And anyone who's seen my Monpak army knows exactly the kind of paint I'm talking about. So the color shift yeah. stuff. I think color changing. Uh, Warcaster, Warjacks, and stuff will be pretty damn cool. Yeah, yeah, if you, yeah, I think it'll look very nice. No, I just, uh, you, you, yeah, like you were talking about too, is there's no reason that you can't play play the, the third edition continued on. Um, I mean, yeah, <laughs> there be, there'll be people that will still have tournaments there. In fact, when I went to Origins, it was actually very dis- disappointing. Um, there was the guy there that was running a Blood Bowl tournament, but he was still running the Blood Bowl 2016 version mm. of Blood Bowl, so it didn't have any of the new rules, any of there. Um, I didn't even have anything ready for there. <laughs> yeah. I brought up like a new roster, and I'm like, oh, what? They're not playing with the new... That's, that's odd. Yeah. There, there is a phrase I think about a lot that is your greatest strength is also your greatest weakness because it's the thing that's most true about yourself. Uh, you know... Incredible Hulk strength is he's super strong and angry, and his weakness is that he's uncontrollably angry, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, that's the double-edged sword of those kinds of things. And War Machine, both for better and for worse, is an extremely competitively tight game when compared to other miniatures games. Mm-hmm. You know, the rules are all written. Your, 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 your skill, you're not going to be saved by a bucket full of D6s coming up sixes as much as you can in other games. Like, like the skill drives when a lot more. When War Machine's more. at its best, when it's, it's at its best, yeah. it, but where it's been at a lot is more about is it, what, what gotcha do you know or not? No, yes, which, which takes out the skill. Correct. And that's the thing is, so skew bloat's part of that, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing is, if everybody, if gotchas don't exist because you all know everything about every model in the game and you're all highly skilled, that's where it's at its best. But the issue is, is 
a new player can't get to that level in this game as well because <laughs> they need to learn a million gotchas from other factions. They need to learn all of their own factions models, how to play them. It's a huge floor of entry that the more models came out, the more that floor of entry grew. So obviously my point that I've already made several times is that that needs to go away. But the other side of that is that the people who still play War Machine, the people who sat with it through this skew bloat, through this model bloat, through a, a pandemic where nobody could really go to their friendly game store and just pick up games. Like the the people, the new players aren't coming in and the, the casual players have left. Mm -hmm. So you are now left with only the hyper competitive, super devoted people who are vocal and are the ones who don't want all the models to go away in a fresh start because they're the ones who aren't, suffering from it and and that that's the only reason i'm so vocal about this is that i worry that if privateer press looks at all the vocal people the vocal people are the people who know all this shit and they're not they're not the people who aren't joining the game because the people who aren't joining the game aren't telling privateer press what they, do, know they don't the, care about but they know their sales numbers yeah. they know they they have people who can yeah. do that kind of math exactly and, you know, and i just so. hope that they see that and don't just listen to all these people and go oh well you know we need to keep things exactly how they are because the people who still play it like it that way. Yeah, the 10% that you had how many years ago. I mean, it's not that drastic, but you get what I mean. We need to keep that hard the way it is, <laughs> the way it was before. I was fine in PTB. <laughs> it didn't need that second nerf. It was fine in PTB. Uh, but, I mean, yeah. Yep. I'm, yeah, I'm hoping that, uh, yeah, I, I'm excited to see what, what happens on, on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Um it yeah. will be funny when it's just like a new board game. <laughs> Zombies keep out too. Oh man, Travis already said in the chat it's one hundred percent related to War Machine. Oh, they 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 did say that too on on. Uh, oh, yeah, on War the, Machine the announcement. Yeah, War Machine Tactics. Or Machine they're going to finally release the game that they previewed instead of War Machine Dyn Tactics. Dynasty Warriors War Machine? I would play the fuck out of Dynasty uh, War fucking Machine. A. That, that original preview, which I don't know if we had an NDA for. No, it was at the that, press game. It was showed out. It was showed They showed at the press game party first, but then they also just showed it in public. Yeah. That, that like, you're just running around a striker with, uh, what's his fucking sword's name? So, uh, Quicksilver. Is it Quicksilver? Yeah. I don't know. But uh, you're running around with that sword, just smashing things, taking control of, of Jax for a second there to fire some bombards at That's people. That's Scarlet Witch's brother. Well, it, yeah, it is. <laughs> well, except they never got to call him Quicksilver in the... It is interesting that they got to call her Scarlet Witch finally Eventually, yeah. in the MCU. Oh, but that was after they bought the rights to Fox. Sure, yeah. mm -hmm. sure. So they had the rights to that name afterwards, and they hadn't used her up in the in the uh, X Men movies. Quicksilver was so he's the only one who was in both. Was Quicksilver was in X Men, and then Mumble Pietro. Mumble Romanov was in uh, MCU. Yeah, but there was never a Wanda in the in the X Men movies. And there's there's still no relation to uh, to Magneto as well. Ah, uh, in the X Men movies, they hint at it. They in the X Men movies, they hinted yeah. at it, but not 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 current uh, Scarlet Witch and. Well, there's no there's MCU. no Magneto there's in no the There's no Magneto, MCU. yeah. Although, I mean, they did show Professor X, so that does imply that there's a, a Magneto you know, somewhere. But we haven't yeah. seen anything beyond the glorified cameo of Professor X being punked like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that was a. They were just switching off over to Doctor Strange. That was. The cameos in that were uh, very, very uh, entertaining. I enjoyed how Mr. Fantastic uh, spaghetti noodled. 
Yeah. <laughs> and the, the last thing I'll, I'll say, you know, Legionnaires in chat was talking about that he's expecting a new addition, then it'll destroy what's left of his local community. Uh, and just reading into the verbiage, if when you're saying what's left of my community, it means your community is already dying. And, yeah. and that's that's the core of my point is if your community has dwindled from 20 people to four people, then if those four leave, but 12 new people come in, it still is a net gain of community size. And it'll be a shame for those four people or maybe three of the four and one sticks around. But like if you've already dwindled from 20 people to four, the community's dying. Killing it the rest of the way isn't the wrong thing to do if it breathes life into a new community. If they like War Machine and they see the new stuff, they'll build some of them, will get a site and come back yeah. theoretically yeah. if there's a new, yeah. a new, a new yeah. I, You know, your, your garden is just weeds and death. You well, need to just rototill it over and plant they, a new garden. And some people, when you get older, your, your, your things change. So even if you stop playing War Machine, that's okay because, mm -hmm. you know, you can move on to other shit. No. You left us. Yeah. It's just like cheating on a spouse or something. Yeah. It's forever. Sometimes You're never you, allowed to change played, hobbies or I played interests. a decade of Warhammer, <laughs> a decade of Privateer Press, and now I'm playing a decade of like uh, watching porn. You know, it's a different thing every year, every decade. I think you almost did more than a decade of Warhammer. It was, I think you were in Warhammer longer than you were in War Machine. I assumed you were going to talk about the watching porn part. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's like, I think you've done that I mean, way I more than a decade. I, mean, I, I don't think now. you've stopped. Yeah. <laughs> now I play Dead by Daylight. That's yeah. better to do. Yeah, that's and more board games, but yeah, exactly. You just you know, people. So someone leaves a game, it's like so what? People naturally come and go. Yeah. I mean, we don't just all latch onto one thing and can't like move on. We you know yeah. just, things happen. And and if Mark Four is what gets people to move on, I mean, you saying I'm gonna move on isn't a threat. Is yeah. I guess what it boils down to. It's like okay, you know. If, if this is a deal, you know, first of all, wait for the announcement. A, assuming it's Mark IV. Again, everybody's assuming it is, and that's fine. But if it is, see what's well, changed. Well, we know it is. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's too many too many, too many leaks. Yeah, there, I suppose exactly. so. We'll, we'll just say it's, it is. So yeah. it's a Tuesday announced Mark IV. Uh, but they see what it is. Degree, yeah. Maybe you like it. Like, you know, maybe it turns out it's the greatest thing ever, and it rekindles your own interest in it, even beyond what it's at. And Or maybe you hate it and you leave, and either way, that's fine. The, the community will be fine without you, and you'll be fine without the community because that's how life works. You move on. Sometimes you, you, you're like the end of that Fast and the Furious movie where you just go on the different roads and then one of you dies. But apart from one that of, part, One of you is is, is CGI'd. actually CGI brother yeah. with a face just <laughs> grinning. Just a, a CGI Jake Van Meter just driving away from Warfare Weekend. <laughs> and Overwatch I mean, so... So, the, I mean, Tom you should. <laughs> if they recast Tom Guan, <laughs> you should. If you have a remote interest in War Machine, you should pay attention to the the, the announcement. And and if it, you know, we know it's Mark Four, we think it's Mark Four, whatever it is, just give it a chance. I mean, Maybe it, it goes it's at least base and gets Brian back. <laughs> That's my my requirement for any kind of game. If if it's not hex based, I'm not even interested in. I'm, hex I'm, or grid based? Hex or grid based. That's why the it one can't game, be measurement based. Is yeah, what it not, yeah, yeah. Uh, I will say I'm I, I'm always on the edge to some of the, the things that use like the measuring sticks, which is close to a ruler, tempt me a little bit. But not, but not very much. So, but like, Judgment's going to be a grid-based game, which really I, I like quite a yep. bit. And uh, so, the measuring stick games don't usually require you to move the whole stick. You can move less if you want yeah. to. So, couldn't you just make a measuring like the, you could, the measurement yeah, exactly. set, like yeah. any inch-based thing is really that's a measuring why it's, stick it's game? It's pretty much a measuring stick, which is why I really don't jump into them. Yeah. But yeah, it's but. The grid base. I've I've lived through twenty years of competitive games and people just like bump into things. Oops, I bumped it. Oh, it's just oops, oops. It's in range now. <laughs> I'm gonna stab you in the face. Yeah. 
I'm just, I just, I, I'm sick of bullshit. People. Yeah, I hear you. It's yeah, harder it to happen. bullshit on a grid because you'd have yeah. to bump something an entire well, pack. Then you have to deal with that really pretending, visible. and then half the time you see him do it, so now you got to play the game. I just saw you be a complete piece of shit. Now, you know what level of nonsense? Because again, oh my god, you want a game of War Machine? What the fuck does that matter in life? Oh, it matters a lot. Yeah, I mean, two <laughs> people like our like a lot of the people. Everyone in Madison has stopped playing forty or stopped playing War Machine and. I went down on Friday, which used to be war- well. It's now the group, the group plays whatever, but now eight to ten of them are playing 40k, and they are having a time. When the new edition came out, they actually are enjoying it, and maybe a lot of them will come back and they'll stop that when when, when that comes out. But as long as the people are hanging out, the people who game together are, are, are you know the community the community's still there. The community just evolved to another game, and at the end of the day, that's what you want. You want someone to go down to the game store, and they're like you know they're like we thought about other games, but you know. The benefit of 40K was, A, it was a new edition. We own some models. It's actually kind of cool, and there's a player base. A player base is a pretty important thing. So if, if a new edition makes a player base, that's great for for for, uh, for War Machine. Yeah. Because no matter how good the game is, if there's no player base, it doesn't fucking matter. Well, and that's, that's what I'm saying is, like, you know, I mean, there's, there's 40K players who live through so many editions of their armies being invalidated. Yeah. Consistently. You know, a new book comes out. My my troop that I especially converted over that I've, you know, spent hundreds of hours building this this army, it's now invalidated because there's a new codex out. Yeah. This happens all the time. It's, it's things have to change in order for you to really go further into the game. And uh, you know, just just give it a shot, you know, just just give see what it is before yeah. you actually rag on it. <laughs> yeah. But that might again be part of the the uh, that that double edged sword of War Machine being the tightly written competitive game is that like not as many people get into it for ooh this is neat and 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 so invalidating something as usable within the game feels more like a betrayal to that promise yeah. of the competitive rules writing. Yeah, and part of the cha- I mean it is competitive. It is a tighter rule system, but people sometimes think about it too much because they get mm-hmm. they act so they act so shocked when something misses both tits, and they still don't realize that. <laughs> yeah. a, they still don't realize that you know a forty or fifty percent chance of you know whatever percentage or even if it's only eighty percent to yeah. hit misses one out of five times, yeah, and, and you yeah. just played seven rounds of this game yeah. in this tournament. You rolled, and did yeah. that attack? Have, you know, <laughs> you rolled two d six. You know, I fit. I forget. What, I, we I did a thing once where I, how many times did someone actually roll dice? Like how many times are you rolling two d six? I forgot if it was like fifty or seventy times per game. So you're going to get those one and fives quite a bit when you're rolling 70, 80 things yeah. a turn. So every single You'll get game, box cars two or three times just, a game. It's just or sometimes they I mean. come in when it doesn't matter. Like sometimes yeah. you roll a, 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 a you know you roll an eighty percent, but you only needed you know you needed you know whatever, so you don't notice it. But yeah, it's just people get people get so hung up on that, which yeah. also is. I still haven't met anyone. In and playing miniature games for, that ever lost a game, every everyone who's ever lost a game, whether it's Warhammer, any any version or War Machine, has always lost because of the dice. No one's ever lost a game because their opponent played better. One hundred percent of the time, <laughs> opponents always. I've only lost because of the dice. Everything else is under control. It's like, but mm. yeah, it's, well, no, my, my I think ninety percent <laughs> is that. There is the ten percent that'll say, you know, I lost because I played badly. But don't confuse yourself. You're the worst player on the planet. <laughs> yeah, there, there is. You're a, not a good they, player. Fuck you. You yeah. just happened to get lucky enough to face me on a day that yeah. I failed. A, a, a dead hamster would have beaten me. Yeah. You there, are still garbage. There are days. There, there is a little bit of that that does that does exist. Which is almost like worse. Yeah, like, yeah. like fucking tell them they played well. They'll just yeah. be like, yeah, I played badly. You got lucky. I would beat you every other time. <laughs> I I know that my game's so full tilt, which is a I would say it was a podcast that was uh, championing third edition for like the last year or so, um, or Mark Three. 
uh, I don't know why I call it a third edition, but uh, they had they were holding scramblers through War Table for a long time, and I know that when I played on that, um, I lost because my opponent was a better player because <laughs> uh, that became like a shark feeding grounds for all the people practicing for the WTC. Sure, and who boy, I've even seen, no, I've even players, seen their faction yeah. was just broken. Well, then there's just <laughs> stupid players like the people who were behind the WTC were all riled up. Oh, they can't announce a new edition. We have a WC tournament coming up, so we can't we can't have a new edition near that. Like like your fucking tournament matters. It's just you guys sucking your own dicks, thinking you're so cool, and you are good at the game and whatever. But a new edition is not going to fucking make their change around you yeah you're you're a you're hundred people who are good at the game and the game yeah you're not the reason this game exists and and you know what look at it the other way around like that new edition announcement a you don't have to fucking use it yeah. you can just lock the models in the edition that currently exists like they already have to do that with like releases like if something's not out yet they like have to say like this is the date that releases have to be out before they can yep. be in the thing so you can lock it tomorrow monday day before the announcement and say models that exist this day and the rules of the edition that exists this day are what we're using at our tournament so a new edition doesn't fucking affect your tournament and it drives interest all of a sudden you have a tournament in a, fre- a game that has a fresh edition that's coming out that people are paying attention to like that's a good thing that's eyes on your event yeah it's a good thing people who think they matter drive me fucking insane though <laughs> None of us matter. We're all fucking equal pieces of shit. Correct. Yeah, that kind of fits in with the whole entitlement thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just because you do something for for a company in a volunteer status doesn't mean that company owes you anything. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's just... Yeah. 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 Well, that's fine. Yeah, I'll, I'll quit this podcast and do one for something with better, tighter, competitive play like 40K. I've watched two games of 40K in the last 25 years, and they both were the most interminable experience in my life, and I wasn't even playing in them. Yeah, but I got to say... And again, the models are cool. The fluff is cool. I could just never play it. Yeah, that's fine. But the thing is, when I see like a dozen people... Well, I, I haven't seen that many people playing games on a Friday night when I was done. I, I went to the game store to buy some... I, I was buying an expansion to a board game, and I just I went back, and I'm like, oh my God, why is it all full? And it's like people I've, that I've been playing War Machine for years, I haven't seen. People from Warhammer Fantasy were playing 40K. I was like, holy crap, all these people I know I haven't seen in forever, and they're all just having a fucking blast back there. I mean, I have no idea. I mean, I don't know what current editions are doing differently or whatever, but... You still roll 50 dice, then you yeah, roll 45 I mean, dice, got, then you roll 40 dice, then they roll 35 dice there's, then they take one guy off the table there's a lot of competitive people from 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 that have that competitive like of 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 war machine that were playing 40k and enjoying it for the competitive level so there's something there there's something there now i for believe you, they not were for en- me. i believe they were enjoying it i don't think they were enjoying it for the competitive level i think it scratches the exact reverse itch i think which is I, fine yeah. i th- i think they enjoy the competitive part of it too mm-hmm. i mean not you wouldn't and i wouldn't there isn't a competitive part to yeah, enjoy i don't think that like see, that's, again for better or for that's, worse that's, and that's that's the yeah. appeal of those games that's the appeal which is fine like I don't, again i don't i don't, I don't, that, I don't but... agree i i think that the, the, what is competitive there doesn't work for me i don't just because i don't think what it is is competitive doesn't mean it's not competitive it's just not competitive to me uh i mean I, 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 I don't agree i wouldn't play either i mean i'm not saying i would play it but if people like dan in in in, in uh all those other guys josh, uh, josh mm-hmm. not josh even like uh david david like david's a pretty math numbers guys and if he's and if, you know if those guys are finding some kind of competitive thing going on there like whatever they're happy i mean people are i guess in my mind there's a difference between playing a game competitively versus the game having like tactical strategic competitive elements to it and i think that 
a lot the worst part of the 40k and the worst part of of gw community are the people who try to play it as a competitive game because to me it doesn't within its own soul it isn't competitive like yeah. i think gw would agree gw doesn't think their games are competitive well, games that's why they're written the way they're written so the people who yeah. try to fit this square peg into a round hole and play it competitively there is no competitive in it so you trying to force it to be competitive isn't being honest to what it should be and they've had that approach on certain editions i'm not anywhere near yeah. to the level of what's going on in the current editions to make that kind of judgment but the people i know that are competitive and, and, are, and are pretty smart think it's there so i'm not going to tell them that they're wrong because they're doing it you go down to pretty k on a wednesday you got 50 people playing a lot of them are probably just many of them are just rolling dice but i don't know them whether they're competitive or not but the people who i know enjoy competitiveness are getting it so i mean that was like the same thing as when we would play our uh, warhammer fantasy back in the day is uh, the competitive would be is like i'm gonna take my army and see if i could beat your army is really that's but yeah that and that wasn't it it, it wasn't that those editions that's when he what Nathan's saying they weren't trying to make it they weren't trying to make competitive rules at that point for sure like everything you said is correct then. Correct, correct. It, it, it was really just meant for, the game itself was really meant for just two two guys just throwing an army together yeah, and, and yep. fight and just fighting and see who, who won. It wasn't meant to be like army A and army B are supposed to be equal and then yeah. just our strategy is what's going to actually win us the battle. Yeah. No, usually it's going to be the fucking kitted out hero that's in the front of that fucking zombie unit that's going to just destroy everything. Or you brought... <laughs> faction a and i brought faction b and without even looking at our armies we it's rock scissors paper like you know you brought demons and i brought half the possible uh, choices in some editions so i automatically lose. which is why it's nice we're getting a fourth edition of privateer because some at the end of every privateer edition it turns into that a little bit some of the Mm -hmm. factions do turn to that That, that's why they have to like they but they they recognize that they go okay we need a new faction because it's kind of like it's it's so many times that you could put you could probably call the CID as putting like massive band aids and, and bandages all over the the faction here and there. Eventually, something's got to bleed out. <laughs> yeah. Well, the CID listen to people too much, so that's a problem. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a right amount to listen to people. I mean, most of the time with the CIDs, the only people that were actually responding to those CIDs were people actively interested in their factions being CID'd. So. That, that just skews it. Instead of having it be as like an internal play test, for testing everything. There was there was like no neutrality in CID. Like you either were trying to get your faction buffed or the other factions nerfed. <laughs> uh, a lot of people were doing. And again, the CIDs also think to a large extent suffered from what I was talking about earlier, where the most vocal players in War Machine are the most competitive diehard players in War Machine. The casual people who just enjoy a beer and pretzels popcorn game, A, they're less likely to be playing War Machine in the first place because why aren't they playing Warhammer because then they have all these cool Space Marine models. But even the people who do get into War Machine for casual and don't care about that tight stuff, Mm -hmm. they're not going on the CID forum. They don't give a fuck about CID. They care about the casual game half drunk with their buddy. And, and and so that was kind of the problem with the city. It's a great in concept, you know, get massive play testing, try these things out, get actual, not hidden play test, get the whole community to play test every change. Great fucking idea. But the whole community is not on your forum. Yeah, and the whole community is, is not like, in a, yeah, yeah. Not, not with and, you on that. Yeah, 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 the whole community is not on your forum and the whole community isn't giving you neutral, just feedback. Yeah. <laughs> you, you've got way the venn diagram of those three things is not a hundred percent a circle yeah yeah for sure uh, i see uh, somebody popping up in chat here too about uh mark four being being 
like having sold STLs and that for, for, for future use of War Machine. And I, I, that's not a, that's not a great business model for a miniatures company. Yeah. I mean, even, even a company that, uh, like Broken Anvil, who, who, who used to sell, who still do sell, uh, STLs for their, not for their games at all, but for other things, they, they're not going to be selling STLs for Rivenstone, which is their, their new game. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if, yeah, it, it's, I, I don't think you'll ever see sold STLs, maybe for like a single model or something like that for a charity event, maybe. But I doubt you're going to see see that like, move over for Privateer. With no quarter, you know, not being a thing anymore and the finite number of issues that existed, maybe the alternate sculpt uh, heiress or something like that that's like gone might like, you know, well, hey, I, we're making this available because it's been 20 fucking years. Well, as like a charity or something like yeah. that, they could easily just, you know, because at that point, all that their money that they're getting for there is just for a digital file that can right. go straight to charity. Um, but, but you can't have a whole game that, that all it is is sold STLs because <laughs> then you make zero dollars and you go bankrupt. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, piracy exists. Yeah. Piracy exists. And yeah, then, then people just start selling shit on Etsy and, you know, then, yeah. Hmm. Although GW sure has no shortage of money and there were whatever that one company that you Rage, had. Like, with Raging the, Heroes. Raging Heroes. Yeah. Which is like, oh, they like I can't believe those models aren't official like Eldar. Like it, it, I have never seen more obvious, Rip. obvious copyright infringement in my life. Yeah, that's... or trademark infringement or whichever the case may be in this. But holy fuck, how do those people? Well, I guess the answer is they're probably in like Estonia or something, so it's hard to sue them. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I just know that uh, yeah, I, I saw them and holy shit. Yeah. yeah. And I know there's tons of people that do that, but those ones in particular were the most just blatant. <laughs> like, yeah, they, they weren't even like like just, you know it wasn't even like a blank STL with them showing there too. They were they were actually showing like full painted versions of the mm -hmm. models, like professionally painted. They looked like they were just ripped from Games Workshops books. <laughs> it's oh, it's it's so sad. Uh. Indeed. So, uh, well, I mean, we talked a lot about uh, announcement on Tuesday. Um, we, is there is there anything that uh, we've haven't broadcast anything since I think January is I'll the be last at Gen time. Con. We won't have broadcast by then, so just hey, I'll be at Gen Con two weeks from now. Yeah, yeah two weeks from now. Yeah, and you will well, be too. Yeah, I and will Brian be. Brian might be. I might be there on Friday. Oh, just on Friday. I would go down. I would. I would go down Thursday night, get my badge on Thursday night, and then wander the hall on Friday and go home. If, if I go down, it'd be a day. I've done that a few times now. Such a far drive. Six, <laughs> honestly, it's six, it's six hours. I is it I, dri six I drive. Hours? I drive to Origins, and Origins is like eight and a half. Oh, eight, it's eight and a half, nine hours. And Origins that 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 I, I feel a nine hour trip. Six hours is almost. Yeah, I drove. I drove about thirty hours of Texas this year as well for work. So. Six hours is almost a casual jaunt. It's not so bad. I mean, it's an easy drive past there, though. As I get older, I am getting less and less amused by driving through Chicago, so I might take the longer way, which would be like six and a half hours. But I just, I'm really not enjoying Chicago. I mean, the last three times I've gone to Chicago, I've, I've really been annoyed. I don't mind driving, uh, well, not through Chicago itself, but like going relatively close, like 
since you don't have to slow down for the toll roads, <laughs> it makes it a lot easier than back in the day when even, you had to stop and, even and the give toll roads. I, I, last time I came back from Origins on a Sunday, like Sunday at a weird time, it was still kind of those roads are still kind of busy and there was lots of backup. Packed, there. yeah. And, and it is dumb. I don't know why they don't switch. So, like, some places, when I drove through Oklahoma on my way to Texas, the last time I drove to Texas, the way that their tollways worked is that you got on and the guy at the entry ramp gave you a ticket that said you got on at ramp 715 or whatever. Then you drove as far as you want at 100 miles an hour with nothing to stop you. No, not a single tollway, nothing. And then you drove past exits and exits and exits and exits. And then you'd get to an exit and you'd go off and they'd say ticket and you'd give them the ticket and they'd say you got on at 715. Mm-hmm. This is 842. You went this far. You owe us this much money. Uh, why, why stoppages? Yeah. Why stoppages? Just have them at the fucking entrances and exits so there's no bottlenecks from people having to stop and pay your fucking tolls. The uh, Indiana, I think, when you first drive into Indiana, at least on the northern side of Indiana, they have like a just a one one shot. You know, you you enter into the state onto their highways, like you an pay, entry fee. yeah, you pay an entry <laughs> fee, and then you you yeah. just go. But then that's that flat. Stuff. That has nothing yeah. to do with how far you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So dumb. I don't like him driving in Indiana at all. I don't like Indiana at all, but. It's, I like Indiana more than Illinois. I don't. Well, Illinois is the worst state. Yeah. I find the road. I, I hate the roads in Indiana more than in Illinois almost. Well, the road specifically. I just, Illinois is just Illinois. hell sure. in general. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, if we're going to limit just to road, roads, maybe Indiana's worse. But yeah. Illinois is just the worst state. Illinois is the worst state. They, they, should have, they, they should take Milwaukee because Milwaukee is a shit city. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Gen Con, though. Which used to be in Milwaukee, but anyway, uh, I'll be at I'll be at Gen Con. I'll be working at the Norse Foundry booth, which is oh, would be cool. interesting. Actually, the timing um, that with the announcement on Tuesday, mm-hmm. you know, which is a foregone conclusion that it's Mark Four. It just occurred to me the fucking timing that theoretically that could mean that stuff would be available as soon as Gen Con, possibly. That'd be crazy. That would be an insane if they actually had stuff ready yeah. for their considering, you know, I mean, it would have to pretty much all be built in house at least or it already gone to print like so yeah. long ago. Yeah. Anything's possible. Yeah. I am excited for, for Gen Con. Um, well, I guess one thing I'd like to do is have this have our podcast be like every two weeks. So unfortunately, next week will be the Gen Con. The next time we would meet for the podcast would be during Gen Con weekend. So maybe I, I'll be here alone. I can say, "Hey, everybody, how's it going?" You could do that. All right, we're done. Thanks. Or Andy just brings all of his stuff. I know? could, and, I, we, and we record on Friday. I have I have no, a recorder. No, <laughs> no well, but the thing is, though, I have an audio recorder yeah. that I could record a podcast with. Or you can just do people. roving reporter style stuff, like we used to have Katie Shea do at the War Machine Weekend that one time. Uh, yeah. Consider I'm actually wor- I'm actually working at Gen Con. I'm not I'm not going to visit or anything yeah. like that. Uh, I I will not have much time to do that. I it would be neat to do that again, but yeah. yeah. And then plans after that, uh, I assume we're probably going to all go to Gamehole Con in some way or another. Yeah, and maybe the, Warfare Weekend. I don't know if they're they're stomping on each other's nuts this year. No, no they're different weekends. No, That's they're good. they're so like two weeks apart, I think, this year. 
There is a 20 to 3 percent chance I go to work for a weekend, mainly because I want some more uh, barbecue in St. Louis, and I, I have some time to kill at work, and I might be able to go. There are plenty of barbecue places here in Madison that mm. are every bit as good as St. Louis offers. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Brian's not engaging. I'm I'm slightly engaging, but, well, he, but, you know, it's, but it's know such a it. wrong statement. You just let the wrong. You don't like when we like when like when they say something ridiculous. You go, okay, let just let him go. Let let the, let the child wear himself out <laughs> and just move on. Well, I could I I smoked the brisket for twenty hours and then dumped some some cherry sauce cherry sauce some uh, sure. tomato sauce on it. Yeah, we can do that here too. <laughs> There's nothing special about St. Louis. Anyone can you follow that recipe. You think anyone could with the quality of the t- even even the sides down everything was St. Louis. That's where I'm gonna, if I if I I'm telling you, when I if I, when I if I am ever told I only have so much time to live, I'm just gonna d- gorge myself to death in St. Louis. Yeah. Till the end. So uh, Legionnaires is asking if our, the podcast will be around this time. Uh, on every other Sunday or so. Well, we're kind of ending after D. A couple of us play D and D here, so it'll be it'll be kind of visual at the same time. It's going to be alternate Sundays with the occasionally the occasional Sunday being missed. Yeah. Although yeah. maybe those missed ones, uh, depending on what's going on and why, like two weeks from now would be a, a broadcast, but we're going to be at Gen Con, right? Yep. So maybe we'll finagle something, but probably not, to be honest. Probably if we not. do something, maybe we'll record some stuff there and spice it up and have something released when we get home uh, later. But I yeah. might be able to do an audio podcast at, at Gen Con because I have I just have a little nice yeah. Sony voice recorder that I haven't used. In but in general, years. it'll be alternate Sundays with the occasional Sunday that's missed and we are not going to feel guilty about it. Yeah, we tried about maybe around 4.30, 5 o'clock because, like I said, most of the people here are playing D&D on, on that Sunday. So their games end around 3.30, 4 o'clock, and then we want to try to... And we're still talking about maybe the other Sundays, theoretically being a different board game. So even if we miss a and d we might have people here for other reasons for yeah, the other Sunday. depends who's missing it. For Yeah, yeah. So there's still a chance, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I think most of us feel safe about the pandemic now that we can actually meet in person I more just often. Don't care anymore. I'm vaccinated. I, I've done what yeah, I need to do. I've seventeen like, vaccines. I'll, I'll I'll get every shot I need to get. I'll I'll be as safe as I need to get. But I, I can't. I can't. I've, I'm I'm too broken. <laughs> I emotionally can't handle it anymore. Society has shown that it's not willing to do what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't. I recycle at mm-hmm. home. I have my recycling and my recycling. But like, if I miss a, a, an aluminum can. I don't feel guilty about it because my slip up isn't what's fucking everything. <laughs> Society as a whole refusing to do what needs to be done is what's fucking everything. Mm-hmm. And obviously, and you and I share the same thing that we even know that even if we never recycle, this still has whether we recycle 100 percent or zero, it make we make no impact. Yeah, the the number of people that would need to recycle to offset a day of a mega corporation's behavior is just astronomical like mm-hmm. that's not that's not where you save the world is my fucking aluminum cans it's the pure cancer being dumped into rivers by dupont but luckily <laughs> they make they make they make sure that they they frame it that it's the, the people's fault and not Correct. the company's mm-hmm. fault because a it stops them from being forced to stop and b it makes the people blame themselves the people who feel bad if they don't recycle that tin can because they think they are the one making the difference it's i feel sorry for those people and again i still recycle uh, I just don't fool myself into thinking that that's the thing. And same with the, I get vaccinated, you know, and and I but but 
the pandemic hasn't killed millions of people because of me not wearing my mask in your house. It's killed millions of people because of the fucking anti-vaxxers coughing and, on people who annoy them at the gas station. And they, yeah, the idiots who, who, you know, are not trying to actively prevent the spread of spread of it. Well, yeah, I, I know that uh, we had a bunch, we had uh, some zappity grumbles that went out over well, on to. We should tell our Facebook's. story of our, of our, our cheese fast. It's a five minute story. Well, and I think it's pretty good. Yeah, well, I was going to get to that. I was just going to say... Is, grumbles. So, no, oh, no, I wasn't doing I the Zappity, Zappity grumbles. grumbles the end. I no, was like, I, I, thought, was, I was just saying... I was saying, kind of excited because I thought we were almost done. Damn. No, no. <laughs> I was just saying that this, a lot of the people in the Zappity grumbles were just basically saying that they were very glad that we were, were okay. Oh. I mean, because, you know, it has been a pretty decent long time before... I don't think any of us actually have caught COVID at all. If I if I had if I have had COVID, it would have been like one of those nines where I wouldn't even realize I had COVID. I've I've been sick a day or two with like a light cough, you know, yeah. in the last two and a half yeah. years, but nothing like actual. Raylene visited her son out in South Carolina February of 2020. Flew there, flew oh. back, got back, <laughs> felt like shit, and was sick for like a week and a half. And then a month later, COVID is the biggest thing in the world, and it shuts down the planet. And so we will probably never know if she just had standard travel sickness or if she mm. had COVID. Yeah. <laughs> she just every once in a goes, I wonder if I had COVID. It's like, yeah, we'll never know. Yeah. I just, I'm back to looking doorknobs, so I'm pretty happy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, we're all we're all doing okay, and uh, all of our significance are are doing okay. So yeah. it's all good. I think we, uh, all, we. I mean, I think we all know someone who died though because of it. I oh yeah, 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 definitely. We, yeah, yeah, unfortunately. I mean, yeah, yeah we we uh, friends of the podcast who have had family members die from it. So even if there aren't like other people that we know, like yeah, yeah, I've had yeah a good. I friends. do really like the websites that track all the anti-vaxxers and go, I don't like COVID, and then they track someone, they die, and they go, they, they, their last words are like, I guess it's real, and then they die. Yeah, the, um, oh, Herman, what was his Herman name? Herman Cain Award. Herman Cain, yeah, the Herman Cain Awards, you know. Yeah, I, the idiots I have, the, my body, my. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> and it's, you know. I trust and, my And it's system. morbid, and, and, you know, obviously. It is morbid. I, I. It's the the Samuel Clemens thing where, like, I would never wish somebody dead, but there are many uh, obituaries that I've read with a smile on my face, right? Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing. Like, people dying. Mitch McConnell? I was about to pause and say there are about four people that I would actively murder uh, if I had the chance in Minecraft, in Minecraft. but um, <laughs> well, you the, put me in Minecraft. You is gotta that, say in Minecraft I, that yeah, way. It's oh, that, the FBI yeah. can't arrest you yeah. if you say it's in Minecraft. If I was oh. the same rule as Elon Musk, I would stab him to death in Minecraft. Yeah. <laughs> the the origin is, the is specifically people googling like how to build explosives. Sure, there's a big thing. So they, they like you know okay. in Minecraft. How do I build TNT in Minecraft? Because if you Google how do I make TNT, mm -hmm. the FBI gets very interested in your browser history. Mm -hmm. But if you do how do I make TNT in Minecraft, they're like, oh, that's just a kid who likes Minecraft. So I just want to know. Where does Mitch McConnell live, and what's the security detail around his house? In Minecraft. In Minecraft. I assume he on the servers. He's got a house, and I want to go check out his house in Minecraft and see if he's got any cool like red redstone switches and, and then, stuff. And then strangle his life force out of him Just, in Minecraft. You want to slaps at you? You want to uh, disconnect him from Minecraft? From <laughs> Minecraft. Oh God, it would be so good. Anyway. <laughs> 
apart from so like the Herman Cain awards like it's it's depressing but it's also like somewhat cathartic but like the pattern every fucking time you know you just have post after post of 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 like you know let's go Brandon I ain't no sheeple blah 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 and then uh here's a link to our GoFundMe because Joe Bob died of COVID and we don't have any money because it's the fucking pattern you'd think you'd pick up on eventually because every thread it's them doing that type thing them saying terrible things and sometimes oh I'm in the hospital oh I got COVID and and then it's like then someone posts their obituary and it's just like it's just like the same thing of them being like yeah and it's and it is sad because it's such a stupid waste of a death like yeah such so Avoidable, and they were murdered by the fucking misinformation campaign from mm-hmm. the right. Yeah, you know that's that's the depressing is like you have like your overt Nazis and stuff like that, and and fuck them, you know, like those people deserve to die, and the world is better when they die. I'm not gonna kill them, FBI. I'm not a murderer, but if they're lined up against the wall and killed, the world will be better for it. Sorry, but it's true. Now that said. The, there are the people who are just, you know, misguided. The people who are legitimately worried, like, you know, like, oh, you know, I am... You shouldn't be fucking dying in a coal mine. You deserve a better job. But since you've been tricked into thinking you have to die in a coal mine, when somebody tells you that that, the only job you can possibly have, because you've been told it's the only job you can possibly have, and for five generations your family's done that same job because they've been told it's the only fucking job they could do, even though they don't have to, you're being lied to. But when you believe that it's all you fucking have, and then somebody says, we're going to shut down the coal industry and replace it with wind, you're scared. And you, you, that's all you know, and that's what you're doing. And those people I feel really fucking bad for, they're being murdered by the liars who tell them that the Mexicans are coming to steal their job and the coal industry needs to survive, otherwise they're going to die of poverty, even though they're fucking in poverty now. Like, I, yeah. And I wish those people could see through the lies and become better people. Um, well, you and, watch... Yeah. Uh, Jordan Klepper does oh those things with with the, with the Trump people. He always goes to those arenas. Like he he showed videos from like Ivana Trunk saying things, and they wouldn't believe what she said. Oh, that must be that must be a must be like a, a deep a, fake, a, a deep, a deep yeah. fake. They wouldn't like they would say yeah. she would say they would say these things that they they wouldn't even believe it when the people they support are saying negative things about them because they wouldn't because they've been so brainwashed to believe it that when yeah. it's recanted they don't believe the recanting because that no it can't be it's, it's a clone they have a clone of Ivanka yeah. Jesus. Yeah, if imagine if Democrats were clever enough to make clones, they would they wouldn't be they wouldn't be in the mess they're in if they had any sort of brain oh power. God. Uh, speaking of messes, yes, we, we could, all right. We, yeah, we could jump. In, we could jump into. So Brian and I, um, I mentioned it off when we were playing DVD Dead by Daylight one night that uh, there was a curd fest in town, and then Brian made the great decision that we should go to it. I mean, it's a cheese curd fest. We're in Madison, and you know, it's been going on for like a decade in town. It's, it's it used to be at the Capitol. It used to be like a they used to corner off half of a street, and they used to have like ten vendors. You walk down and buy cheese curds from ten vendors, eat them all, get sick, and go home. It was simple. Yeah, it was, it was, it, yeah it's, it's what you would expect for a curd fest, you know. Or or you might have some other vendors there that might be frying up brand new curds and stuff. Yeah, also, yeah. So so they have some deep fried cheese curds, which are amazing. Um, and I, I thought that yeah, that sounds like a great idea. We should go to curd fest it sounds like a great idea yeah we we drove we drove to curd fest it was about a good 
maybe like a half hour drive because it, it was it, on it, the other side of the town. It wasn't. It was at a new location, so it was at a park instead of being the thing. So we're like, okay, whatever. It's a, it's a, it's it's at a park two blocks from the Capitol instead of at the Capitol, whatever. Yep. Uh, we get there. It was, it was actually more than a park. It was a football stadium, like a, so- like a soccer. So oh, I know. Football. Yeah, yeah, I know the place you're talking about. That our company had a, had a picnic there in 2019. Yeah, it's yeah. just kind of like right off, right off of East Yeah, Wash. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. Um, so we get there, and there's a line to get into the place. Um, we have to park like two to 400 miles away somewhere around there. <laughs> it was absurd. I'd, on our way there, walking to it, there was another event that was happening at the time, which was like the Beer and Bacon Fest. Yeah. Which we something. had no idea. We, we, we weren't even aware it existed, but there was two events next to each other, so we, had, we ended up being parked so far away. Yeah. So we got into the place after we sat in line. Um, we, they're scanning everybody as they're people going in. Taken, people weren't allowed to take umbrellas in, even though it was about to rain in like two minutes. It, it was bizarre. But they ever, no, what? They, they, no they umbrellas? Were, they were no umbrellas. Were no, stab each there other? was no guns, no knives, and no umbrellas. <laughs> that was the rule. Obviously, they've had troubles with the penguin before it. It was no <laughs> knives, no guns, no umbrellas were the rules. <laughs> We get in, and it's, like I said, it's a football stadium. Lots of people everywhere. Tons of people everywhere. We see maybe about five vendors, maybe. There's, yeah, five like, vendors total in a foot, yeah. There's, there was like some place to buy T-shirts and that. There was some place to, to I don't even know. But there was a line. There was a line that went from maybe about, if you're thinking for fo- American football, would be on the forty-yard line of the vi- of the visitors, going all the way to the end zone, of 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 there. So you know, sixty yards, and that line was going to a Culver's, which is cheese our curd which place. is our local. Which That'd is be local like if a McDonald's had a pop-up tent at yeah. a convention. So there's <laughs> at five a, at a at a cheeseburger convention. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's five total vendors. All the other vendors have a line of maybe ten to thirty people, and Culver's had a sixty-yard line. <laughs> to get cheese curds from Culver's, which you can get. You, we drove by four Culver's on the way to this place. <laughs> and I assume the other vendors were like artisanal, you know, cheeseries yeah. with their own things. And yeah. People, yeah, again, like you said, you go into the burger, you're going to the cheeseburger festival and everybody's just lining up for the McDonald's tent. We yeah. saw it and we were like, what is happening? And then we had just eventually just left in confusion. <laughs> and so we walked all this way, got there. Looked around, we're confused. I did hear on the way out there was some sort of cheese, cheese curd eating contest, which I was like, well, I, I was, I regret it only a little bit because I, I'm, I, I've, I've trained my entire life to win an event. I didn't know, even know it existed. <laughs> I would have been able to win that event. Uh, not, I mean, I would have died, but I could have won it. I, 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 I mean, that's double win. Yeah, I mean, really, <laughs> it was first and last <laughs> cheese yeah, curd eating line, contest. It, seeing a line that long for just a local, it was. Bizarre. I mean, they're not, they're fine cheese curds, but they're not. But anyway, so then we wandered by the other place because we we're, we well, there's, a, there's another festival let's check it out and then it's a, it's it's the we here it's beer and bacon we're like and it's all it's all you can all you can drink you you but you have to, but you have to buy a ticket and it's like it closes like in a it was closing very very soon so we didn't get a ticket because it was pretty expensive and it's like it's you know it's almost over already but yeah. so we were just sad that we missed that opportunity to go and they had live music and they had a whole bunch of people people were there from like 10 in the morning drinking all day unlimited alcohol all day which you know we got out there before they left. I just crashed. I mean, the cops just surrounded that place and just got like free DUIs everywhere. Like people were yeah. drinking for like all, it, was like, it could, was like eight hours of just nonstop drinking. Yeah, all you could eat, all you can eat bacon, all you can eat uh, beer. Drink, yeah, yeah, and they had other food just, vendors. There's probably, probably probably lots of brats. It smelled. I mean, it was pretty. It was a pretty. They were having people were having fun there. You could, you could tell. So we give up on that. 
And then we drove. But then we, I looked at my phone. I'm like, I want to go somewhere. We came down here. We failed at the, the cheese fest. Was it was a bust? We can't get in the place that actually has things that are cool. Yeah. I see all oh, the Dane County. The Dane County Fair is going yeah. on. And it's eight minutes away. So we actually drive to the Dane County Fair, which is also on the way home. It's ten fucking dollars to get into that place. Mm-hmm. And he gets like a home uh, special can crafted soda that tastes like shit. Did that come in the tin can with like the lady who was dressed up like from the 1800s? Uh yeah. She uh, she had like a, one of the yeah. The, it, the, yeah. The lifting. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. Well, and it was in like a, cause did they like, it, she was in like a trailer and it had like, it looked like a saloon behind her with like the, kind the of, yep, stuff. Yep. yeah, she was at the Sauk County Fair. I got some of their stuff uh, a week ago. Yeah. I got a black cherry soda from there and it was the worst. Yeah. It was watered down. It was, it was the wa- most, it, it, it was it, yeah, very it was, watered down. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I got a. I saw a turkey leg vendor, and I will. I will. Turkey legs at Ren fairs are the reason I go to. I, reason I'm still alive. So I got a turkey leg. It was like fifteen dollars bid into, it, and I was like, "Well, this is not the quality I was hoping for." Yeah. Take like three bites of that and just threw that away. I w- you can and, tell real bad turkey legs because they have like the tendons get really firm in them, yeah. and so you have to like eat around these spikes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was. Yeah, it was, it was. Yeah, I was just, I was, I was so sad, so fast. I, I went from so happy seeing a turkey leg to just so disappointed. It was such an extreme journey that I went on in a matter of like five minutes. We had funnel cake. We, we, we ended with funnel cake. We can go to the Wisconsin State Fair together if you want to this year. I will um, always go to Wisconsin Ray- Raylene State was Fair. showing. I mean, I'll have to go twice once with you guys and once with Raylene because the issue with going with everybody all at once is Raylene wants to tour that vendor hall for seven hours. Sure. And that's just like living inside of infomercials for an entire day. <laughs> and I and and she loves it and, and God bless her, but that is not the amount of walking around uh, OxyClean booths that you guys want to do. But She's been sending me because they have the Sporkies, which are sure. like the, the the special fair food yeah. competition they have every year. And so the entries every year, she gets excited. And the one she, she the first one she sent me is basically one of those blooming onions from uh, uh, Outback, yeah. but with like chilies and cheese and shit on it. It sure. was the chili cheese dog blooming onion. It's like yes, I'll eat four of those and die. And like the Dane County Fair is very generic, so it yeah. doesn't have the state. I mean, it doesn't have the state fair food. You don't get deep it's fried corn free. dogs. You get you get, you get corn dogs. You get Funnel cakes, which are phenomenal, and they did make the day better. But that, but then you kind of stop. You get basically a little bit of those fried food. But but the state fair has all those your deep fried trinky, your, your deep your deep fried butter, all your deep your deep fried everything, and they they make weird recipes for they have those competitions you just mentioned. Yeah. that are going on. It's a whole another level. The sock fair did have one vendor that was selling. They had deep fried Twinkies and deep fried Oreos. So Raylene and I got both of those, and uh, Twinkies continue to reign supreme. Of all the things you can deep fry, Twinkies are the best. So I forgot to mention this too. So at Curd Fest, it was free to get in. So that was at least cool in there. So Brian and I, we just walked in and then pretty much looked around for about two minutes and then left. But <laughs> the uh I oh yeah, now I remember. The they were they didn't have a live band or anything there. They had enough space for a live band there, and that would have been cool if they had a live band there. But they just had like piped in music over the over the stadium loudspeakers of like dance hits from the 90s it was a very weird music choice <laughs> hell it was, it it was, sound, this reminds me of like the picture of whatever that one convention was that like nobody went to and it went bankrupt in the and it the picture of just the ball fat, whatever, pit. yeah no the the, right. the, 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 yep, the dash con dash con it was a dash con yeah, or was it something it was, like that i think it was dash con but yeah we're like it was the biggest disaster and like their entertainment was like this huge convention hall like you could fit gen con 
Comic-Con and in the middle of it, they just had a, a, a blow-up pool <laughs> with some ping-pong balls in it. They're like, it's the ball pit. They were charging people money. And so the first day was so bad that like the second day is an apology. They said, everybody gets a free hour in the ball pit. <laughs> and by then, somebody had pissed in the ball pit. <laughs> sure. I mean, of course. So this is the dash con of Curdfest, is what yeah. I'm hearing. Yeah, as, as someone in the chat did mention, I do agree. Going out, if, if the way you go out is over overdosing on cheese, uh, cheese curds in a, in a cheesy uh, in a contest, that's the way to go. Yeah, it's like in the the Monty Python Meaning of Life, where the guy gets to pick how he dies, and he's chased off a cliff by topless women. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just letting the, our chat know, and I'm going to post it in chat to let them know. Um, I am sharing the picture from the lion from Curdfest. <laughs> It was so absurd. I mean, I'm glad I'm there to see. I never, if someone would have said, you're, we're going to go to a, a curd fest in Madison and the biggest draw is going to be Culver's, I would have laughed in their face. Oh my God. Yeah, that, that was like, the, the, like the old, like Culver, the old fashioned or any of a hundred places have better cheese curds than they do. When the, people come into town, old fashioned is typically the go to. Even that place that's near us, assaulted, whatever it's called, that place on the street from us is amazing. Has we went, the, the, the North and South. North and South has amazing cheese curds. Even the. Any place. Any place. Again, any Madison, place. Like Madison is filled with phenom- people that come out of town we take to get cheese curds and they're always blown away by the cheese curds. Yeah. Yep. We don't take them to Culver's. And I get no. that Culver, like, it's the bare minimum entry. Like, compared to, like, what you can get in Arkansas or whatever, like, where you, the concept of a good cheese curd is foreign, Culver's is probably a step up to what you're used to. But compared to all the other options, it would be an insult. Yeah. yeah. Culver's is, I mean, it's passable. You know, it's it's for a Friday oh. night and you want to, you know, they're, they're passable. I, As, the, I, I, I order a basket, I get... Cheese curds instead of fries. That's just what you do. Yeah, I get their onion rings. I like yeah. Culver's onion rings a lot. Yeah, that's fried. They're, they're like the crispy style. They don't have like all the the breading on it. Nice. I miss. I always loved uh, onion rings from Denny's because I, I could I could I could pull out the onions and just eat the the, the breading. <laughs> uh, it yeah, was, it was such a weird event. <laughs> Yeah, so that, yeah. that was that was our Saturday. That was actually yesterday. We didn't want to talk about it until until today. And we just beat the rainstorm out of the out, out of the. It was, it was so it was so it was ten dollars to get in. I threw fifteen dollars away to turkey like I didn't want. Then it, it was ten dollars for a funnel cake and like five or ten, eight dollars for a drink. It was just so much money being thrown away so fast at the stupid fair. It's like an absurd amount. I mean, I went to, I went to get cheese curds. I ended with a funnel cake, so the end result still was fine. But I, I wanted like a pile of cheese curds. I wanted a good cheese curds, and I after we couldn't get our good cheese curds because I'm not going to sit in an hour line for fucking well, Culver's. You can drive through the Culver's on the way home anyway <laughs> exactly. after the fair. Um, at that point, then I wanted I wanted a slushy, and I wanted something like funnel cake or something like that. Um, and I didn't get a slushy, unfortunately. But I got a shitty soda. You know, like I consider that being my seventeen dollars soda because it costs seven dollars for that fucking drink. And ten dollars. Ten dollars to get in there. Well, um, if you'd spent ten dollars on the drink, you would have got a souvenir tin cup. Yeah. It, With four dollar refills. I still had four dollar refills oh, okay. on the the cup I got, but it was it was not worth it. Was, <laughs> the soda itself was worth four dollars. It was you not worth the, the state seven fair. Let us know. I, 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 I might I might I could schedule a day off around the state fair. Yeah, I'll I'll go to that. I've never been to the state fair. We'll watch the pigs race. We'll eat some corn. Can we, can we pet the pigs? Is there a place we can Not, pet pigs? I don't know. We're going to corn. I want to go to Corn Fest middle of August. There's a thing in September. It's uh. And you actually know, you know where John Ecker used to live, like Plain. It's not he lived in not Plain. He lived in uh. There's two cities. One's called Plain. One's called something, like Plain something. Grove. 
playing role. I don't know. John, John, John Oliver, Jesus Christ. John Spring Hacker. Green. Spring Green. You live near Spring Green, don't you? Yes. Spring Green has this, a meat festival uh, once a year, and it's in September. Basically, it, it, was, it was barbecue, so you might appreciate it, but basically they bring all the locals in, and you pay once in the morning, and it's all-you-can-eat barbecue all day. It's like all-you-can-eat cheese curds, but it's all-you-can-eat barbecue in, uh, in I'm There's a couple of really good uh, butchers in that area, Prem's yeah. and Straka. Pre- it's Prem's Holsters. I assume because Prem's, yes, Prem's is in Spring Green, and then in Plain we have Straka's. Uh, and if people in Plain find out that I bought meat from Prem's, I would probably get killed. I wish I had a good butcher. I, whenever I go with my mom, I, I, I go to the butcher in the city near her just so I can go to a good butcher shop and get good meat. Oh, God. I don't, I don't know what it is, but, man, butcher, right from the, right from the, right from the fresh, fresh dead is so good. Our last grocery store trip I bought capers and some good parmesan cheese because i'm going to pick up some high quality sirloin from one of those butchers and make carpaccio oh i haven't had a carpaccio in forever speaking of food off topic but you guys have convinced me that i'm going to try some indian food in the near future good you should like it like i said tandoori chicken is the dry stuff that's kind of like just like grilled chicken uh on the bone you know whole thighs and whatnot and then um so many good yeah butter chicken chicky tikka masala this is slightly off topic, though, but I did end up oh, going to the what zoo. Topic? Crippled system. <laughs> it's slightly off topic. <laughs> you can't be off topic if there's no topic. But I uh, took my mom oh, to the zoo. Yeah, go on. Which was pretty awesome. Can you guess what the highlight of the zoo was? Was it seeing Bucky? No. What? As in, as in like, the statues of Bucky? No, the actual badger. No, we we didn't see Bucky there. Yeah, there's a but, but there's there is a highlight we saw there. We saw Capybaras. Yeah, yeah. There's two um, of them there. They're, they're they, fucking awesome. So the last time I went to the the Capybaras weren't there because the entire they're right outside the bird house, mm-hmm. and the entire birdhouse was shut down because there was like an avian flu scare a month or two ago, mm-hmm. and we had gone to the zoo then, and so it was all shut down. So I did not get to see the Capybaras there, but that's okay because I have had a Capybara sleep on my lap now, so mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. die. Mm-hmm. Knowing that life will never get any better, my um, mom was fascinated with them. When I was explaining what they, you know, like they're the most tolerable animals out there. They they just get along with everything. That's their superpower is being <laughs> chill. They're yeah. great. And uh, chat mentioned elote, which is that Mexican street corn, uh, which is absolutely wonderful. I just made some of that at home a few weeks ago. Hmm. Corn fest is great because you basically or they just give you like a pile of corn and you just eat it all and you get sick and it's so good. It's basically just like a, a thing of corn on the corn on the cob with like a bucket of butter and a bucket of salt. You just like have like twelve of those. Well, and so you 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 cover that in mayonnaise and um and uh, you lost me on mayonnaise cilantro and seasoning oh. spices. <laughs> you and, really, you're really going and, the wrong uh, direction. See, you, what's the uh, what's the continue. cheese? Um, anyway, Mexican cheese, the crumbled Mexican cheese, and that's what elote is. So you tell me these things, and you say I should, I should try Indian. I get I get, I get scared because people are like. Indian food is plain, so to me, to me, I feel like when I when, when I say something's plain and someone else describes something else plain, to them plain is like, well, it's plain with mayonnaise and onions and mustard and you know and all these things on it. To me, plain is plain with nothing. And other people's definition of plain is like, well, it's plain with eight things. Eight things is still plain. So I, I'm always cautious when someone says something's plain. I don't understand how you guys eat burgers with no vegetables. Because to me, the crunchy sweetness of like a tomato and the lettuce and the pickles against the savory of the meat is the joy. That's where the, the that clash between the lettuce and tomatoes. God, and I am meat. not a clash in my food kind of a person. I will tell I you this. 
I have really appreciated spinach leaves. I could probably deal with spinach leaves on there. I despise lettuce so much. <laughs> and the thing about lettuce is that lettuce has no actual nutritional value. Lettuce is like eating air. There's nothing valuable to mm -hmm. it. And when I, I was, because I was trying to force myself to like lettuce, and I just, when I realized it had no value, I'm like, why the fuck am I trying to force <laughs> myself? But then I discovered spinach leaves, which I, I, I like. See, and, and I like lettuce more than spinach. Oh. I just like I can eat I like lettuce the crisp, more than spinach. The the light sweetness to it. Um, you know, I like I said, I love lettuce on a burger because of the crispiness contrasting with the savory the texture of tomatoes kill me. I don't mind the flavor of tomatoes, but the texture of tomatoes at the sliminess, yes. gooiness, I, I can't. The big I, key, you have to core the tomatoes. Yeah. The flesh of tomato, like, yeah, the slime and seeds in the middle, I'm a yeah. thousand percent with you with. Anytime I use tomatoes in my home cooking, I scoop out all that goo because mm -hmm. that's so gross And I've me. never tried a tomato. The only times I've ever given tomatoes a chance is I had no control of how it was made yeah. and it always came like that and it just was always so gross. So that's the only experience I had. So I was with just you done there. with it. But yeah, when I make tacos at home, when I make burgers at home, I always get all that slime out of the tomatoes because you are a thousand percent right on that being the grossest shit. Well, and plus, I just to me, I can't tell the difference between what a tomato tastes like whenever I try tomato taste flavor things and ketchup. I always thought ketchup was just what a tomato tasted like. <laughs> sure. I always thought that a tomato. That's why I like tomato. Well, it's just a ketchup. It's or a ketchup is just a tomato with without like the slime. Yeah. But evidently, that's not true. But the tomatoes even less so. To me, to me, I could live without the tomatoes on the burger because ketchup could fill that same thing. But um, I, that lettuce crispiness and pickles, um, so good on a burger. Pickles, yeah. I would, pickles and onions. People love pickles, and they're sweet, right? And I prefer sweet. Are they, are they, they're they're more tart, aren't they? They're more tart. Yeah. Than well, sweet. you can get, usually on a burger, you're going to get like dill pickles or bread and butter pickles, which aren't that sweet. They're more tart. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm not a tart. I'm I'm a more of a sweet food person than tart. Tart. Yeah. Tart. You like more of a relish than. Uh, Isn't relish more sweet? Yeah, relish is definitely more yeah. sweet. Yeah, like I have never tried relish because it just looks very questionable to me. <laughs> I looked at it and me and relish had a stare try, off, and I was like, I don't know. If you like sweet, you'd like relish on a hot dog. Try, yeah. try the just the standard uh, jumbo hot dog over at uh, Portillo's. Yeah, just just get one of those with the relish on it. Try it with everything, well, including the pickle is, on it. Well, I'm just just try it. I think you would like it. Pickles are so weird. I mean, I, I I've had enough pickle flavored things, but yeah, I don't know. But knowing that relish well, is see sweet me, now. like right now I have seven different flavors of pickle in my fridge. Yeah, to me a pickles are a pickle. Two of which I made myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I do like I do like a so relish you were saying just chopped up pickles, but relishes chopped up sweet pickles usually. Classic, classic relish. If you just buy pickle relish in the store or get it at a restaurant, the classic pickle relish is sweet pickles. Uh, whereas there's also on a sandwich, you'll usually get a bread and butter pickle, mm -hmm. and then if you're just eating a pickle, it's usually a dill or a kosher dill. So yep. those are three very different flavors. Which one's yep. pickle, Rick? Uh, he was probably a, a dill. Probably. I just like when I bite into a burger, I just want the, the I, I'm getting the bread, which I love, the meat, which I love, and the cheese, which I love. And if I'm feeling zesty, then I got a little <laughs> bit of a bacon on there. Yeah. And if I'm feeling really wild, maybe some barbecue sauce. And pickled carrots were brought up in chat. I will clarify my previous statement. There are seven different flavored of pickled cucumbers in my fridge right now. If you count pickled green beans, pickled beets, pickled olives, pickled garlic, 
I've got three different flavors of pickled garlic. There are probably 20 different pickled things in my house, right? In my uh, fridge. Pickled eggs? And another 20. Not in the fridge right now. I'm out of pickled eggs. <laughs> um, but there's like 30 different pickled things in our pantry and like 20 in the fridge. I feel I, like I, if you, I... Would, you throw anything in vinegar with some flavorings and I will fucking love it. I feel like I'm, if I was in your house, I would die of starvation <laughs> if all I had to eat was what was in your house. Because I'm also not a fan of vinegar. I also don't like vinegar. Yeah. Vinegar is not a flavor I enjoy. Yeah. either i understand that some of these things are supposed to enhance other things like to me cheat cheese enhanced the meat which enhanced the bun sure. i'm done enhancing <laughs> i've reached maximum enhancement I everything made, else is taking away quality i made a batch of pickled red onions a while back and those are ready to that goes great on a fucking burger i can't do i i pickled found red onions even if you don't like onions they're so different they're because it's sweet oh. I, I do like the taste of onions jar. i do like onions i found that my stomach does not like onions <laughs> i put onions at all salt in a lot. My, if i make meatloaf it's all i mean i i i have i i put i i make i buy garlic and i i, I put garlic in a lot more things i'll mash mm-hmm. garlic up and put like making like chicken uh chicken honey it's like honey and garlic uh glazed chicken sure. is one of my favorite things i've ever i've, I've come across of lately Man, I'm going to go home and eat a jar of dilly beans now. I'm going to eat another slice of my leftover pizza. Pickled run on is so easy. So easy. It's so good. Zappity. Zappity. <laughs> oh. I don't know if it counts as Zappity Grumble, but way up in the chat when we were talking about Mark IV, somebody asked what rules changes we would want in a hypothetical Mark IV. Brian's is that it be play on the grid. Yeah, make it a, make it a grid. <laughs> I think I think it would grid would be it would be kind of nice. You would legit want War Machine to go the Monpak route. I it's just so much it's just so much nicer. You, you I just, know. You get I rid know. Of the BS and the nonsense. So let's assume that's not happening. I mean, it's obviously not going to happen. And it's staying as a measurement miniatures game. What would you like to see as a change in Mark IV? I want Epic. Well, that's a whole different game. No, no, but I mean, no, no, I'd still, still War Machine, just, just like an epic version of War Machine. Well, yeah, but that would be a different game. You'd have different models and everything. Yeah. You, yeah, you mean you want little tiny. Yeah. Well, I mean, that would definitely invalidate everybody's models. <laughs> uh, all right. I, I see, I, you're forgetting a rule you've been arguing for for years. Oh, yeah. No, my, my rule for, for, uh, for movement. I, I want, I don't, I, I, I hate, as a judge, going up and trying to figure out how much somebody moved over rough terrain and try to calculate movement out of there. I think that movement should be determined on base size of how much uh, movement you lose by moving through rough terrain. So like a small base, which would be a 30 mil, would lose three inches of movement. A medium base, 40, would lose two inches. A large base, the 50 would lose one inch. And then obviously the huge bases don't lose any movement. But the loss there. would be a flat value. Just, just a if flat you touch value. it, whether you go through eight inches or if you nick it for a millimeter, you, you, your speed is reduced by your that much. Speed is reduced by that much. And that way you don't ever have to do like a fucking calculus where you're trying to use a, like measuring a, a laser line to see how far you move through a forest. Mm-hmm. Nope. Just, just make it. So the second you touch, any kind of difficult terrain, you lose, you lose that movement. You lose, you know, two inches, three inches, four, you know, et cetera. I, I think that would just be a better way of handling movement, movement in difficult terrain. And obviously, if you have Pathfinder, you know, you ignore 
the, the terrain penalties. I mean, it's it's something that I picked up from from Gil Ball, and it, it worked out really well. Uh, it made it so you know if if you were let's say you know you're making a charge or something like that, and you have to move seven inches, <clears throat> you hit rough terrain, you move you know you lose three inches, so you don't make it. Or you know, if you move six inches and you touch the rough terrain, then you just end your movement at six inches. Sure. You don't sure. you don't retroactively try to go back. You just hit a wall. Yeah, you wouldn't eventually. stop an inch short of the rough terrain because theoretically, if you hit the terrain, then it would have. <laughs> you go into negative movement, and they're like, "No, no, you just." Ooh, look who we got in our chat. Oh, we got We got to talk nice about Privateer Press if one of their oh. staffers is going to be spying on us. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, oh, oh. Actually, <laughs> we've we've been. Uh... We've been we pretty been nice. About private. Yeah. I said I loved Privateer Press earlier, <laughs> despite being an anti-corporate communist. I yeah, but yeah, your terrain rules. Yeah, that you've been yeah. That that'd be something I would really like in there. But like like I said, it's just it's as a judge going to try to measure somebody's moving yeah. over there, or even just in gameplay, just trying to f- figure out how much you know. I'm two point three. Yeah. Centimeters short, <laughs> inches, whatever. Indeed. Yep. Deputy. You don't have any. You want grids. What do you want, Nathan? Uh, I don't remember. I like, that's a good, I like your terrain thing. That's because I agree with you. That's always a pain in the ass. Things that uh, that make things smoother, I think, uh, overall is what we should strive for in a game. Nothing more complicated. Yeah. And they did a good job, like each edition at the start of the edition, they do a good job like standardizing things. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Shadow Wings just became Teleport, you know what I mean? Because they were 90% the same spell and stuff yep. like that. And I feel like if with a new edition, you can always do that again. Because throughout Mark III, um, more slightly different things have crept up where somebody has a spell. It's like X, but with a little tweak. And like those tweaks are interesting, but they're also confusing. So standardization in general is pretty yeah. handy. It's hard to avoid that trapping. It is definitely hard because you want to give somebody something cool. You know, you've got this ability. You're like, yeah, they've got that ability too, but their version is one inch longer, and all of a sudden people have to remember this shit. I I, I also want to add a little caveat. I want want to make people feed the death jack again. (laughs) I want want that back. That was was I want the... (laughs) You got to keep it happy, otherwise it's going to charge your caster. (laughs) (laughs) That was happy. Indeed. You guys fought a Hydra in DDD. Well, you guys didn't. You guys fought kind of with a Hydra in DDD today. It was yeah, kind of we, we befriended a Hydra. Kind of. It was. You had the same enemies as the Hydra. It was very fun to. I never seen a. I never seen a Hydra get up to like ten plus heads before. <laughs> that thing was on fire. Did you guys not notice at first? No, that it was a Hydra. Or, yeah. Yeah. No, these things that we were gonna fight. Like we came up on their 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 camp and they had a hydra that they had like tied down and were torturing and experimenting on and so we released the hydra because we figured it would be mad at them and it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's mechanic. Yeah, if 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 you don't have the ability to stop the hydra's regeneration, it really because it's not going to matter now because you guys are leaving, but. If every twenty five that particular hydra and it changes on different hydra types. Yeah. Every twenty five damage, a head dies, 
and then a, a, a new, and then at the end of the round, it'll spawn two new heads, and it regains ten hit points per head it responds. So it only loses five points in that equation. Yeah. So if you if you if you do enough damage to kill all of its heads, or you still outmath it because you're still technically gaining five points every single time, you can it can eventually hit zero. Yeah. But if you use and that that one was just pure. If you do enough fire damage, it negates and re regeneration. That's how you can really get ahead of a hydra. But the things that were attacking it didn't have hydra, so it was just getting more and more heads, and it was just getting more and more absurd as to what it was doing. So it's pretty great to see a Hydra actually doing uh, what it's supposed to be doing. Especially when it isn't pointed at me. Yeah, you, you were pretty far away from it, too. I so was very far away. I was busy surrounded by things that were exploding. Yeah, you had a, you had, you had a, yeah, you had a whole army fighting you. So yeah, no, it was fun. Zappity! Grumble! Uh, somebody's asking what the new rules uh, for Norse is Blood Bowl at risk of becoming rules bloated. Yeah, um, Andy. Yeah, so I, I guess I'm probably the only one qualified to answer that. Um, uh, Blood Bowl 2020 is uh, probably is very rules bloated in the first place. There's so many optional rules for for Blood Bowl. There's Dungeon Bowl rules. There's a whole bunch of slew of extra Dungeon Bowl rules. There's Stadium rules. They've they've really gone, which it's kind of nice considering you know they've kind of kept Blood Bowl kind of compact for so long. Um, that they're actually developing new new stuff for it. So I, I th I'm very happy that uh, they've added more teams and started actually doing the sculpts. Like they finally put out new sculpts for the Norse, which is a team they added back before 2000. I want to say I, I played Norse. I played Blood Bowl. Yeah, I had a Norse team that was and that was and the same thing with the Amazons then too. Yeah. Um, Amazons are, are brand new sculpts from from there oh, too. Sculpts, yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, so I mean they they haven't had actual official sculpts. I think though they have had official sculpts from the Amazons, but they they're just conversions over from like um, I think Dogs of War minis. It's not a very good looking team, but new stuff looks freaking amazing. And the Norse team, I thought the old metal team looked nice too, but the new team looks really good too. But yeah, Blood Bowl is. Incredibly rules bloated with with uh, the Spike magazine stuff, with both editions or twenty twenty, um, the Death Zone rules that come with that too, and yeah. And but you're not playing Death Zone; you're playing one or the other. So if there's a ton of options for Death Zone you're, or Death Bowl, you're, you're playing that version then at least. So then you're only using those rules in that scenario. Yeah, the core the core game is they they pretty much go over pretty well what is the core game, and then they just have like a bunch of extra flavor stuff that you can add to your games too. Gotcha, that's cool. Yeah, but it is it is I would say the core rules are not bloated, as in like what the actions of of characters do any more than. Actually, I think a lot less than most most uh, miniature games, um, but the overall scope of the game has got a lot of extra rules if you want to have those added in. Gotcha for stadiums, balls, etc. Um. All right. So Zappity. Come on. Um. Joshua Rosenthal asks, uh, "Have you tried turning it off and back on again?" No. No, I'm stubborn. My work computer's been on for like two weeks. 
uh, because I have some documents I was editing, and mm-hmm. I've been lazy and haven't finished oh, editing hate, them. Then. I hate restarting my work computer. I, I had to restart my work computer this week because someone wanted me to test something that required a restart. But I, my computer, I used to rest- do it every day. At the end oh. of the day, I would restart oh. just because I'm leaving anyway. Oh. I would just hit restart oh. and leave. Oh. But for the first time, Damn. I actually am like actively doing some oh. stuff that, you know, I could have done it in a single fucking day, but I was like, Nah. and so I have all these documents that are open and half finished being edited and I don't want to save them and then come back uh, be, for reasons. I have so many things open on my screen at any given time. Every so often I come back in and auto up. It's, it will auto restart because of system upgrades. I'm always so fucking annoyed. I'm like, great. There's 10, takes me an extra 10 minutes to get myself organized in the morning <laughs> when it auto restarts. Hate it. Um... Yeah, I unfortunately had to shut off my computer last night because uh, when I was playing WoW, uh, we lost power from the wonderful thunderstorms I went through. So I shut down my computer uh, and then I ended up unplugging it. So when I plugged it in this morning, my stupid mouse was back to glowing again. I got one of those like oh. fancy mice that has the glowing lights on it. And so I had to turn it off. So usually I don't try to turn it on and off again. Savity. Grumble. Um, is the new DBD patch uh, hot garbage enough for, to get my scrub tier play back into the game? Well, I mean, the the newest patch to Dead by Daylight made it much more powerful for the killer, which, I mean, you know, normally updates are almost always survivor-focused, so having a killer focus probably isn't bad, but they might have auto-corrected a little bit. I think uh, if you play solo queue by yourself, you're going to be in a living hell. We've been, as we play with the group, we actually still get out a decent amount, but... We we are surviving. We are making it out. We are we're dying way more than we used to. It is definitely harder. Uh, and I will say the concept of being three gen. And we've blazed by DVD. We'll understand what a three gen means. If you three gen yourself in this particular patch, just fucking eat a gun. Yeah. Like you you can <laughs> maybe like me and Nathan did endure and beat a, a killer who was two, we we three gen against. But it took us forty five minutes, and I would have rather done anything else with my life. It's just just if you it's, just just control just alt F four. It's a it's almost. Situation. I mean, if you're in a three gen, it's almost better just to run into the killer and just die. Yeah. Especially nowadays. Nowadays, the the survivor queue is so so fast that you know just yeah. sometimes even even just throwing yourself at the killer just to end the game. Yeah, we're having fun, but they're it's they, they it's just a little bit. It, the games they may generate they may the killers hit faster, recover faster, chase faster. They got rid of some of the chase perks that made survivors really agile, which are probably some of those are probably great changes. But then in addition to making that part better for the killer, they made the regression. Because you have to, you know, if you don't play, you you, com- you finish gens as a survivor, you finish gens, you open the door, you leave. That's the whole point. Uh, and then you, someone's being chased the entire time, and they want to like how good they are at being chased is whether you win or lose. So they made the chasing pr- better for the killer, but they made the gens take even longer for the survivors. And there's a lot of ways to make it slower. So the chasing is quicker for the killer, and the gens are longer for the survivors. So it's a it's a two in one benefit to the killers, and it's yeah. been really really difficult. Yeah. Certain Truth. certain killers definitely will just yeah. absolutely shit on survivors but if, you, if you're playing with four friends you're still going to get out here and there you're still going to have enough because the communication between people is still what wins the games and yeah. there's a current active rift which is you know when there's like side challenges you can do for bonus points and stuff like that and every two weeks another chunk of challenges drops and for me as long as i have a rift page i haven't done all the challenges on i i can enjoy the game no matter what's happening because a guy can be tunneling and camping me to death but if i vaulted through a window twice that game i did what i was doing and and that helps me to get my brain out of that that misery uh so that's good at least for now yeah 
And if you play killer, have fun. You, you can play the worst killers in the game. <laughs> and if you face a solo, a solo queue opponents, you're going to be able to like actually do cool things with the bad killers. So it's kind of like Christmas for killers. The game gets less fun for both sides the higher the MMR is. Mm -hmm. if, if you're, like, bad at the game and down at the low MMR just flinging poo at people who also suck at the game, you should have a blast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Charles and, and PPS Charles want to know if you're going to Gen Con. Andy for sure, but he's working. Me for sure, but I'm just dicking around, so I will definitely visit the PP people. And Brian's a, a one-day problem. I might be, a, might be there on Friday. Zappity. Zappity. Zappity, zappity, grumble, grumbles. Grumble, grumble. Crap apple. Uh, Phil asks, uh, is, is, seems very happy that we're all okay and hopes that we're all okay. We are all, all okay. Um, I mean, for certain definitions of okay. None of us are dead as far as we know. Correct. I'm mentally destroyed, but I'm, I'm alive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, functioning. Functioning. I'm functioning. <laughs> we're functioning. Well, yeah, I'm a functioning alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he says uh, he's just getting into Warcaster and loving it. Uh, what is your favorite uh, unit in the game so far? Um, mine is it's in the box, and it's not assembled. <laughs> so those would be my favorite units right now because they're the only units I have. <laughs> the I'm I'm blanking on the name because it's from the newest batch, uh, and I just haven't got a lot of games in yet for, since I got and built the newest ones. But so they've got like the new. Um, just these superheroes that they come with. Um, then the Artanus Continuum has a, a really cool one, and they've got a guy who can like die, and then his ghost comes out, and you can play as his ghost, and mm. that's just a lot of fun. Because mm. then there's a risk reward counterplay about killing the normal guy. It'd be like if Narn turned into Nail in in War Machine, and it's like, sure. well, I could kill Narn, but then Nail's on there, and then Nail's doing his Nail stuff. And I know Nail's actively bad, and it's a bullet in your head because people don't understand that he's really fucking good. He's a game within a point. game. He's a game within a game. <laughs> but yeah, the, the that guy is super neat. I haven't played Warcaster and I never will, but I watched. I went to the game store. I watched Dan and some people play it, and they had some pretty cool metal. One of, one of the guy, I think Josh had a cool guy with a rifle. He looked, he, he was doing some cool stuff. The guy with the rifle is my favorite guy. <laughs> Zavity, yeah, Rebel. <laughs> we we should really, I should really assemble my guys so yeah, we can play a little bit more. Vehicle, it's it's just like a a. a, a land speeder like luke's got in in star wars episode four but it just has a giant scythe blade sticking out the side so because they just run over people <laughs> and just mm -hmm. chop them in half with a scythe blade and it's not the best like rules wise and it's okay and it basically just boils down to having trample as a power attack but just the fluff of a car with a big knife sticking out one side is oh. i love it it's death race 2000 yeah it's very death race 2000 yeah. just a land speeder with a scythe out the side All right, uh, Zabity grumbles. Um, and other folks hoping that we're all doing okay, which we are. Uh, which, with all you folks being veterans of uh, many miniature game conventions, how have you seen them evolve and change? And what has been implemented uh, that has been a positive experience and what still needs to change? It's an interesting question. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely see a lot more things where they're actually caring about like the health and stability of people there. Like, 
just like the general like attitude of people trying to make better communities where we were at origins when the whole people that the whole thing with Sabine kind of came out and her whole drama about like how they were abusive to their like partners and stuff. Not to the not like work relationship people. Like they're just like yeah. and like the, the uh, these places seem to be more a lot of them seem to be more aware than they're trying to keep the toxic people out. And mm-hmm. They're trying to make sure people who have all of all types of you know whether they're you know they're trying to acknowledge people's uh, pronouns and things like that. So they're just trying to make it a more safe environment and a friendly environment. And not trying to make it just like a boys club. It's kind of evolved. They've evolved better on that and trying to be more like sociably decent human beings. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've seen lots of changes in that for you know a lot of accepting that like people would have their their pronouns on on their badge itself. So you know, so but, you don't feel like you're you know dead name or anything well, it like helps that. me because I will call anyone whatever they want to be called and respect them. But I can't remember people's original names. Sure. So now when they change names and they're, I'm in a room, I, I've been at some conventions where the people at my table are all different everything name as far as pronouns go and if they didn't have it on there i would not when they first introduced and say i, I would not keep it straight yeah because i can't I mean, I can't i mean i have to say someone's name like five times to keep it straight so if i have to know that there's you know more layers to it like i need i need help i'll, I'll do what i can but i need a little bit of assistance because i'm old and my brain doesn't work very well anymore yeah and the key is to understand intent right like there's a difference between you know uh, fuck you you were born with a dick so i'm gonna call you he no matter what you say yeah and slipping you know, yeah. and 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 understanding. I mean, obviously, I, my apologies. I meant she. You know, th- that that effort is what matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, intentional malice versus honest. Uh, you yeah. know, errors. I mean, you know, like you called me and Tim by each other's character names all the time. And that's not like, you know, obviously yeah. that's just D&D names. That's not as serious as real life, whatever. But it's just a matter of like stuff slips sometimes. But it's the intent is what's important. And yeah, I agree 100% about conventions, just understanding that, um, you know, the we, we are in these male-centric hobbies, right? And so it can be very very difficult for for people outside of that to try to get into it mm-hmm. and and just because your hobby is 90 percent middle-aged white cis men doesn't need it needs to be hostile to people who don't fit those descriptors trying to get into there otherwise it'll, otherwise it'll never evolve Other, otherwise it'll never evolve behind it beyond it right mm-hmm. because you you have this front you know we're like you know girls can't break into this whatever because the community is going to be full of these creepy dudes because they never see a woman. And so then this woman tries to start playing the game and they're all trying to, while they're playing against her, they're trying to like look at her ass or whatever. And so she's not going to want to keep playing. So she's going to leave. And, and that means you're never going to break through. And because more never come in, you're going to continue to be the oddity, which means people are going to, going to treat you like an oddity. It just needs to be open. And it is what it is. And you know, there's a condition people say that that person has resting bitch face. I have resting creep face, so like for me, it's even extra hard because I'm not actually trying to be creepy, but <laughs> it's creepy. Yeah. This is creepy. I know. I'm sorry. That's just what my face looks like. Yeah, it's just what my face does. It looks creepy, and I yeah. apologize. Unless I, wear, I that's why I kind of like the whole mask thing because I can kind of hide some of the creepiness. I'd, <laughs> I'd wear a more mask if I could just walk around with a mask all the time, just like a. Myers you could be mask. like uh, like Dennis from from Pegasus. Well, if I wear a full <laughs> mask, my persona is going to change, and, and I, I could go too far. And suddenly, like, <laughs> like, if I wore a Jason mask, around, yeah. I'd be you know suddenly. And, and not just bad. like women trying to break in. If I remember at, at an Adepticon, like seven eight years ago now i was having a conversation it was me and like two guys just talking about random stuff outside the hall and one of the two guys i was talking with he like i assume we were talking about like some hot people in a movie or something and he mentioned that he was bi and the other guy 
physically recoiled like this person was spraying acid out of their body. And it's like, dude, I guarantee, number one, he doesn't want to fuck you. And number two, <laughs> like, like, calm down. Who yeah. cares? He can suck all the dick he wants. It's not affecting your life. And you exactly. are reacting like he just announced that he has anthrax and is currently bleeding from every pore in his body. Like, yeah. did Jeremy apologize? <laughs> It was, it was two guys that weren't locals. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, like I knew of them from like the War Machine community. But yeah, and it was just like, dude, calm down, right? Yeah. And, and the same thing, like, and then that's on a personal level. Like that guy has a lot of growth to have as a human being. And maybe someday he'll be able to have somebody say, I'm gay, I'm bi, I'm trans, whatever, without recoiling. And that's his personal journey. But conventions that, you know, we're talking about allow pronouns on, on people's name badges, accept people for who they are, be welcoming, you know, the movement from years ago. And it, it's not like we have a lot of cosplay at miniatures conventions, but we have some, but the whole push to like cosplay is not content, uh, consent, you know, just because somebody dresses like a sexy elf and their tits are hanging out and you can see the sides of their butt cheeks that doesn't mean you get to grab them right wait wait what you should ask <laughs> first i know i told you i was okay with you grabbing me but you should have asked first sorry, my sorry, i know my tits were out but like you know just little stuff like that is encourage that mindset and people will grow to fit into it mm -hmm. and you're seeing more of that which is kind of nice it's it's a, it's people like we want to People want progress to happen faster than it is, which is you know good, but it, it's it's slower than it should be, but it's still happening. Yeah, there's yeah, there's still progress. A great yeah. thing I came around on is um, is uh, uh, performative acceptance by companies enraged me. You know, like the first time I saw a, a Cheerios commercial with two gay dads pouring cereal for their kid, yeah. I was like, "Fuck you, Cheerios! You don't give a shit." about the plight of homosexuals in this society. You're only doing this because you want to get some sweet gay money. Then that is fucking gross to me. But after a while, I started realizing, yeah, Cheerios doesn't give a fuck about gay people. They care about money. But if they know that they're going to get more money by showing a gay couple that they're going to lose by showing a gay couple. That means that Cheerios knows that more people are accepting of gay people than mm -hmm. are going to be enraged by that gay couple. And that's a good sign. The yeah. fact that they are, the dollars they're chasing are the dollars of people who are accepting and not the dollars of bigots means that there's more accepting people yeah. than there are bigots. And that's a I good would, sign. That's the canary. And when that clicked in my brain, all of a sudden show me all the, yep. the, the thruples, you know, go into McDonald's. You want to show me and I will cheer and applaud that you think that that's where the money is i'm i'm yeah i'm willing to support those type of companies more because i know that yeah. they're you know and again like i mean i know they don't care you know and i i'm not like they might still be given money to politicians that want to outlaw gay marriage but at least the fact that they think they'll get more money mm -hmm. from that shows that society is moving that direction and they feel that you know just because some some people will be like i'm not gonna go to mcdonald's ever again because they burr, 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 yeah uh is i you know yeah like that's fine fucking disney like Poe and Finn should have blown each other in a 69 position at the climax of Rise of Skywalker because those guys earned their fucking gay romance. That should have had a hardcore sex scene because they deserved it. But Disney's too much of a coward to have that couple. And I'll, I'll take them to task for having like a one kiss in the background of two random unnamed ladies that they can cut out of the Chinese release, right? But on the other hand... 
America Chavez in Multiverse of Madness has two moms and a pride pin and a love is love uh, mm-hmm. on, on her jer- jersey. And so, which again, they wouldn't take out, which, which lost them business in some yeah. places. And at least, you know, at least they're finally doing that, right? Yeah, it's it's still so little, but it's still it's something. It's so little, but it's, it's, it's something. It's fucking something. Yeah. Again, and again, when the mega corporation want. is willing to go, okay, maybe having two moms is good for business. And I don't, I don't delude myself that they actually care about human welfare. But the fact that they think it's profitable means society is moving that direction. Mm-hmm. I also say at conventions too, if you come up and I, I have to have a lot of interaction with somebody before I can really remember their name. So like sure. we, you and I, we could have this conversation here. And you could say, like, my name is Nathan, and yeah. my mind will be like, okay, this is Nathan, this is Nathan. Yeah. Two seconds later, that'll be, just fucking well, eject con- that out of my head. Cons is just, it's constant stimulation of new things coming at you. Yeah. And when you're, the thing with, what's the weirdest thing with, uh, happened when we were, you know, when we had an audience more than eight, you know, we go to con and dozens of, dozens, dozens, yeah. dozens of our fans. There are dozens of dozens us. Dozens of us. <laughs> We could come up to us and, and, and they would talk to us like they and they would they would be finishing conversations that we had with ourselves on a podcast eight episodes ago. And I'd be like, what the fuck is happening right now? Because they were just listening to something. And they, in my mind, they, they just listened to the episode yesterday. So they're having a conversation with me about something I talked about seven weeks ago. And they're talking to me like I know them. And it's just so and it, and my brain can't handle those kind of things. The thing that I still have is, you know, um, you, you'll go to a War Machine Week and a Warfare Week and Adepticon, whatever, and you'll hang out with people who know us from the podcast. And, and, and uh, okay, random person, I don't know you, and but we'll have a couple cool. games. Cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I, th- th- not cool, all. awesome. By all means, come and hang out. And, and if we're playing a game, you know, we'll do whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not standoffish. And, you know, you'll, yeah. you'll know what'll make me standoffish. Look, I've been pretty fucking public about that. I only look even but. more like a dirty biker. So they'll come, you know, I'll see somebody at Warfare Weekend 2015. We'll play some games on a Friday night, board game, Ship Captain Crew. They're a pretty cool person, whatever. And then I'll go and then, like, come up on 2016. I'll be getting, like, Facebook messages. People like, hey, you give me a Warfare Weekend. I'm like, I don't know who the fuck you are. <laughs> and then I'd go there and be like, oh, it's you. Like, the mm-hmm. face name disconnect. Yeah. And that same person, I'm going to forget your name every single year because – who you are, and then this name that, like, yeah. my brain can't always meld them. And it's, I'm not calling anybody out, but there's people I have hung out with at, like, five, six, seven conventions that I, if, if they walked in the door, I'd know them. And I'd have a thousand memories of stuff we've done. But if you quizzed me what their name was right now, a thousand guesses I wouldn't get. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, and sometimes, like, we'll sit at a convention and we'll play, if, if, especially if we're in a board game, we'll play. 10 hours of working with like 50 different people. Yeah. So then it's like, yeah, then it's even harder to remain. Like, again, yeah. faces and memories. Oh, I played that game with you yeah. and that was fun. But I'll yeah. remember all of that. Like, I'll yeah. remember, you know, I played this game with that guy and you and this and blah, 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 blah. But fuck if I remember your name. Yeah. Yeah. Now I need to know a name and a pronoun. Now you're really in trouble. Yeah. I got, <laughs> it's, it's fine. Again, you know, we're, you know, we're trying. But again, yeah, the conventions just need to encourage that yeah and they, and they, and, they, and i do think they are they're yeah, becoming much more job. open they're being better they're trying to be more less they're, they're trying to make it as friendly as possible and they are act there a lot of them are are, are are not accepting the text you know if 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 like the uh if, if someone's trying to be like cool and be like all like no like cool and you know, the not cool way but trying to be like oh you know whatever someone's like oh, i just want classic gaming you know that's always a red flag and they just want like you know they just want like oh, yeah know. also require vaccination cards because not only does it make it safer physically but the people who don't have them are the people i don't want to interact with anyway yeah th- there's <laughs> definitely a crossover in the venn diagram of, if i'm not vaxxed you're probably also an asshole for if other you're a reasons. super cool person but you're allergic to the vaccine it's a 
shame that you and I will never be friends, but I'm pretty safe with the... <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty, pretty rare... Yeah, it's a pretty it's, rare exception to the rule that if you're the kind of person who's not vaccinated, I probably won't like you. Yeah. Yeah, there's not <laughs> many people... Yeah, it's... It's true, though. Zavity. Ramble. Um, Eric asks, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once, is re-releasing Friday. Oh, I did not know that. Uh, what is your least helpful movie review for people who haven't seen this bonkers amazing film yet? It's about a woman doing her taxes. It's a ripoff of Ratatouille. <laughs> Hot dogs. <sighs> yeah. Uh, there you go, Rapidy. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, I mean that's, yeah, that's pretty yeah. much it. And there, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. We could, we could have a crippled system. It's <laughs> a ripoff of Ratatouille that has hot dogs and a woman doing her taxes. Yeah, yep. Yeah. There you go. Zappy. Could put that on the movie poster. <laughs> crippled system. Yeah. <laughs> five stars. <laughs> five. Stars. <laughs> a ripoff of Ratatouille with a woman doing her taxes. Five stars. Crippled system. <laughs> Ah, and that's I it. love the boot and the movie poster. They'll have the quotes that you can tell they were just excising the shit out of stuff because it'll be like it's dot 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 a dot 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 great yeah John Smith. <laughs> it's yeah. like what was in between those dots? Yeah. <laughs> no, really, you should you should go see it. It's probably one of the most unique films of of. Well, I, yeah, uh, in a long time. It's I just love really Swiss well Army done. Man, and I mm-hmm. think this is ten times better than Swiss Army Man. I think that was one of the movies that we actually gave pretty good reviews on our movie pain train. Was uh, when we were doing the movie pain trains was with Swiss Army Man. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and the thing is, it's true of Swiss Army Man as well, and 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 it's in this, and it's a great. It when the, I, I I watched several interviews about everything, everywhere, all at once, and the Daniels. One of the things they brought up, and Swiss Army Man really encapsulated this, because Swiss Army Man is about a flatulent corpse. The whole movie is nothing but farts and boners. Mm-hmm. And it is beautiful and touching and emotional. <laughs> and and that's what they said. They said, life is, is beautiful. It's a beautiful thing when you think about it. Life is absolutely the most beautiful thing there is. And life is full of farting and inconvenient boners. And therefore, farting and inconvenient boners are beautiful if you mm-hmm. phrase them in that way as a celebration of life. And that's why they're movies that are about, again, about farting corpses and people with hot dog fingers are emotionally resonant because it's to this theory that it's all beautiful. Everything's mm-hmm. beautiful. Yep. Yeah. I, I might go see that again. I, I didn't realize it was re-releasing this Friday. Yeah. I'll definitely go see it again. Yeah. I almost don't see. I don't see any movies really in the theater more than once nowadays. But you guys like to go. But you guys also like to go see the older movies when they really. Yeah, so yeah. That's mm-hmm. kind of a thing that you guys like to do. I just. Yeah. I'm to me. You know, there's a lot of people who like concerts are their big thing. Yeah. You know, and and for ninety percent of bands, I will happily just listen to the CD because live live music is invariably worse. It is worse than the recorded music because the recorded music was fine-tuned with a mixer mm-hmm. and controlled environments. The music itself live will always be worse, with a few exceptions. You know, if few they do like a, a different version or something. But the bands that I love seeing live, it's not about the music. It's, it's about the, the experience. It's, yeah, it's the yeah. show, right? Mm-hmm. And so for me, that difference of feeling, even though a movie's the same... 
the, the same movie is on my phone, right? I can watch any movie on my phone and it's technically the same movie, but the experience of being in that room with the, with the big screen and stuff and the overpriced popcorn, like I love all of that. And so yeah. I'm huge about going to theaters for all the reasons other people yeah. say fuck going to theaters because I don't want to deal with people or sticky floors or $30 sodas. You're, you're just uh, there yeah. to be watching movies. movie and with I don't Nicole mind, I don't mind, and I like all that for a theater, but I, I 70% of my entertainment I watch on a tablet now. Yeah. And I watch 10% on a phone. I'll watch the newest Marvel thing on a phone sometimes. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and it's fine, right? Yeah, but it's just, but me, like, I'll... When I go to the theater. I still, I try to go... I, I mean, love yeah. the experience. Yeah. There is something there. I mean, I do miss an opening day theater with a crowd of people who are there for the experience can be pretty cool when you are in the right... If you got a great crowd for a great movie, it can be really good. Yeah. But now I don't want to be in that. <laughs> I just... Yeah. I mean, I've the only reason why I've been going to theaters now is that most of the time it's you know us and like three, four, or five other people. Yeah. It has not been as crowded as as pre pandemic. Well, that's why I don't even mind comedies or horror movies in a theater because obviously you, you think action, you get all the stuff from the movie. But even like when everyone's laughing, when you get a theater laughing together, a, a theater jumps together. You kind of laugh when you realize everyone just kind of jumped to the same mm-hmm. thing, and you know it's, it's, it's just that, that shared experience you get. The the title coming up in the Friday the 13th remake is yeah. still one of the greatest moments of a crowd I've ever been in in my life. Yeah. And and it will. like It'll be so difficult for something to top that as just a, a shared experience. It was that moment when the title come up and the whole crowd realized that they'd just been punked. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, like what we've talked about this a few times before is Snakes on a Plane when that was... And that was in the theater. Uh, we saw night. it opening night, and it was it was it was, the, a, it was so absurd. It was so oh, absurd. Yeah. It was a, a very raucous crowd. I mean, there was people yelling at the screen. And and I don't. Was, and and I don't like either dressed as the plane. Yeah, and I don't even like people making noise in the theater. But that like, that was the exception to the rule. Like that was there. It was there for the theater of the audience to be obnoxious yeah. with it. Yeah. So I guess we go into recommendations. Was always at the last zoopity. Yeah, that was the last. Nice. Also, podcasting for seven hours. We've been approximately yeah, we've been going for <laughs> just under well, two hours. I live right. here. I have so to be I a store just... that closes at six. Oops. What's it? <laughs> I'll oh. do it on Tuesday instead. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. I knew I wouldn't make it. Recommendations? Are you looking at me? Uh, um, I, I need time. Okay, this will be kind of a two-part. Uh, Stray is a new game that came out where you play as a kitty cat in a post-apocalyptic uh, city full of robots and, and stuff. Uh, it's fun, uh, especially since uh, secondary recommendation is... Recommendation? Recommendation. Uh, which is kind of a re-recommendation. So PlayStation Plus, which if you want to play online and you have a PlayStation, you have to pay for it anyway. Um, you get your free games, but if you upgrade it, there's three tiers. The first tier is what was always the basic. The next tier up has kind of built into it similar to Xbox Game Pass, where there's like a rotating batch of games that you get to play for free and stray is one of those so if you have at least the second level of ps plus stray is free for you so you might as well get it and then the third level also includes a fuckload of ps1 2 and 3 games that you can download and play and i like a lot of those older classic games uh so if you haven't already looked at it and you're just coasting on your old playstation plus take a look it might be worth upgrading depending on how much you, you like could those get games. the new xcom games they were out for those yeah yeah, I I, th- I think I know you're trolling me, but I think that the uh, that the newer XCOM game, uh, yeah, at least XCOM Two is one of the ones that's on XCOM the XCOM Two. Where the chosen is yeah. so good. You can really good. you can also get uh, Bionic Commando Rearm. Bionic Commando Rearm. Both of both them, of I believe, them. are on there. Yep, yep. Which uh, those are also great. So they, they, Sony has been tempting me to try to upgrade my PS Plus just so I could play those again. It you know it's. 
the 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 cost difference between basic and the fully upgraded annually is like I think forty or fifty dollars, and Stray is a thirty dollar game. So like I'm already if I if I get twenty dollars worth of entertainment out of playing Bionic Commando Rearmed again, it's paid for itself. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Stray is not a very long game itself, but it is a everything that I've seen of it is it just looks looks beautiful, and it's you you get to do cat things. You can go scratch on walls. You can do. You know, yeah. like a bunch of little things. It's, I've it's kind of, I was in somebody's apartment and I like I scratched on their door and they let me in because I was scratching <laughs> on the door and then I wandered upstairs and there's somebody else on their computer doing stuff and there was a door to like another room and I was scratching on the door and the guy wasn't opening the door and I'm meowing at him and I was getting so mad and I was the inner cat I was really getting into the character. I'm like, open the door, fucker. I'm scratching and meowing. You never yeah, did. it has an active meow meow. There's a meow button. Yeah, just kinda like how you have with uh Goose. And on the PS5, yeah. it makes the it, it makes the controller vibrate, and the purr like comes out through the little speaker in the controller. It's good stuff. Nice. I'm going to recommend two different things. One, uh, it's a PC, the P, a series PC games called Dark Anthology Trill, Dark 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 Anthology Games. It's by the game who made Until Dawn, more recently Quarry. There's a there's there's three of them out. And there's a fourth one coming out. It's one of those games where you watch you're watching a lot of stuff, and then occasionally you have to press a button to interact with things. So it's like press A to choose this or choose this dialogue option, and you know just like Until Dawn or Quarry is. Uh, but they have a, a lot of fun online functions. I played all three games online with Nigel, and what's fun about it online is you know maybe this let's say the story is eight hours long. A few hours of the game, you're like if you play the game solo, you'll do everything. You'll go all through eight hours. But when you play it multiplayer, you at the beginning you, you kind of split things. So I would be in one scene having a conversation in one room, and he would be in another room having a conversation. So yeah. then when our, when our characters are back together, we're making decisions together. We're making decisions based on what we know. But if it was single player, I'd have all the facts. But in multiplayer, we didn't have all the information. So we're kind of you know we would talk about what's going on, but things are moving too fast to really do that. So that element was really fun. Plus, you could replay it and switch to controlled what, so then you really could get two full playthroughs of the game, at least. Not to mention, it's one of those decision matrix games where you do this or that, and then suddenly all these things change throughout the game. And if you play it solo, you can like adjust the speed of how it tests happen and online you can so we had characters dying constantly <laughs> because we just weren't quick enough in the test and like we couldn't it doesn't let you adjust the settings it was just kind of flowing at the speed it flowed so or if i was playing it solo i might have got annoyed by some of that but it was just it was just part of the online experience just like okay, i guess that character is dead now because i failed that test or whatever <laughs> like you know so it was just a very interesting experience and of the three games, each one got better than the previous one. I think there's a fourth one coming out in the next couple months. But we also got up. I'm also I mean we're trying to get people to play Quarry. I mean a couple of us have already bought it. But those those choose your adventure games. They're fun. You just have to realize that you know you're watching stuff. As long as the game's warning you, okay, now you have to press you know A, B, or X. Or you need to choose your dialogue options. If you're not paying enough attention, your dialogue comes up and you don't choose the right answer fast enough, or choose an answer right enough, you can have bad things happen. So you have to be willing to accept that kind of. I don't like quick time events and action movies so much, but when the game is based around the quick time stuff, I mean, you're, you're, you're kind of, you're buying into that from the beginning. Otherwise you really shouldn't be there. It so. is the gameplay as opposed to the attacked on gimmick. Yes, exactly. Which I think is what makes it okay. So that's really fun. Uh, I guess I should bring up a board game just because I, I haven't played it yet, but I, well, I, I played the base game, uh, the outer rim, the star Wars game from fantasy flight. They just came out with an expansion. I think the firefly game, but star Wars themed and Firefly was better after every expansion because as your encounter decks were better, it just made the game more interesting and different every single time. So now the Star Wars game has doubled all the quantity of things in the deck. So now you travel around the galaxy trying to, you're all playing bounty hunters to try to do your various missions. 
And it's just, it's, I'm looking forward to trying the expansion up. But the core game was fun when I've played it. And I'm, all the reviews I've read, every, everyone said if you like the core game, you're going to love the expansion. It's pretty much what every single reviewer said. You know, if you didn't like the game, it's not going to change your mind. But if that's the style. And Firefly was fun, but it was a little bit long. And this game is just, it's still, it's still not a short game, but it's shorter than Firefly. So that's good. Because, yeah. That was one of the main drawbacks of the Firefly game is it could really drag. Yeah, and this game is just quicker. And answer chat, yeah, we're back from a hiatus. Yeah, it's... We would just do this. We just wouldn't record it or let anyone else see it. We would just sit in Discord (laughs) and play DVD and have the same nonsense. I I mean, that was always the point of this podcast. It was just the same conversations you have at a Denny's after a War Machine tournament. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we've definitely had a thousand hours of content. It just hasn't been recorded and broadcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my quick recommendation, um, uh, I'm not a, not one for horror films, so I've, I've actually never, never watched, uh, his previous two directorial de- films, um, Jordan Peele's, uh, I'd never watched, uh, um, Get, Get Out, Out or Us, I never watched those at all, because it's creepy horror films I haven't liked, um, but I went to go see Nope. After, after me having to convince you for a while, but. Yeah. Uh, Brian convinced me for a while, and uh, I really enjoyed Nope. Nope is um, not going to go into it really that much. Um, whatever you saw in trailers, whatever, um, just go see it. It's it's a it's a neat neat take on the genre, and uh, I I I I liked I liked it all all the way through. Um, yeah. So Brian, you do have the history with seeing his other films. So I'll ask you without getting into too much. Like, so I felt that get out is a phenomenal film. Yeah. Us. I liked a lot of it, but I think it was nowhere near as good as get out. It kind of slipped a bit. Um, but I still thought it was better than your average film. Uh, but I haven't seen Nope yet. How I, do you, well, so I'll say this. First of all, I think what's cool about all of his films is they're each, they each have a very distinct feel. He's yeah. never repeating himself in his style and his approach. This movie was less about some of the suspense and horror elements that are still there, but it's less than the others. But some of the visuals he does in this movie are mind-blowing. Like, he just visually makes some of the scenes just, you're just like, holy crap, this is happening on the screen. Uh, more so than some of those might be, holy crap, I'm going to, like, shit myself scenes. There's still, there's, I mean, he's, he's still a master of what he's doing, but it's yeah. a it's a different, it's a different style. It's still great. Uh, I don't know where I would rank it in this in the scope of things. I do think the, I mean, Get Out is great on so many levels, and Us is pretty cool. It does get a little bit weird, but although I kind of like where it goes in some ways, yeah. But I don't know how I would rate the three of them. They would all be they would all get passing grades by by for sure. Maybe Get Out's probably the best one, but visually this one just That's surpasses cool. the others. Yeah, I'm some sure of I'll see scenes. it. I just yeah. haven't gotten onto it. I will say, Andy, for what it's worth, I'm not a huge horror movie guy in general. I don't consider slashers to be horror movies. I consider them to be comedies, uh, which is why I've seen a lot more slasher movies. But but uh, like I, all the conjurings and the insidiouses and the other, like, I, I don't watch those because I don't like spooky jump scares. Uh, having a central nervous system doesn't mean I was entertained. It just means you surprise me. Like, I'm not about that action. Uh, so I actually didn't see Get Out for a while after it mm-hmm. came out. Um, and I fucking loved Get Out. So my guess is is that you'd probably like Get Out. It's, and it's very it's not very much a horror movie. It's more of, like, mystery, some suspense. suspense. But, yeah. Speaking of horror things where Andy's only saw the third, the guy who did the House of Haunting Hill movies, he did House of Haunting Hill something and something. Uh, Haunting of Hill House, you ha- mean? Haunting of Haunting Hill House. Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Blind. 
Bly Manor and then Midnight Mass. And you saw Midnight Mass, but not the first two. I haven't seen the other the other two. And, and, so. and, 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 and Alex Schaefer, who you know we all know, uh, is in the same boat. He's rewatching both of those for Halloween this year. All of those because those are all stories phenomenal. that those it's a, the person who makes that makes an amazing story, and then he builds supernatural elements around yeah. it. Some horror movies are built around super ele- supernatural elements first, and they they drop a little bit of story to kind of right. make it move from A to B. Where that guy makes a story, then then inserts supernaturalness, and it's done so I just, well. I, I liked how Midnight Mass. Yeah, you just, should watch just, it. You're, you're, yeah. you're missing flows. out. You're missing a yeah. It, if you liked it, you like these other two. Hill Haunting of Hill House. Is probably the one with the most actual spookiness to it uh, with jump scares and stuff. But Bly Manor especially. So Bly Manor is told as a story within a story. Somebody, like the very first episode opens with somebody says, let me tell you a story. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you a ghost story. And then the whole series is a story. And then at the last episode, it comes back after the story's over because that's how bookending a, a thing works. And then somebody in that bookend, they flat out say that wasn't a ghost story. That was a love story. And, and they're right, because mm-hmm. that really is how, how, like Brian was saying, he started with a love story, and then there are ghosts added to it as part of the setting. Um, yeah, I, I love all three of that. And he's the, he's the guy who did, uh, he does great adaptations, because actually Hill House and Bly Manor are both adaptations. Uh, Midnight Mass is the first original thing he's ever done. And he has something coming out this year he as well. Did the, he's the guy who d- directed uh, Dr. Sleep, which was also super mm. cool. Yeah, Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep's a great movie. Uh, it's the same thing. I love you. Yeah. Well, well. Apparently, uh, vampires. Some some vampires are just weak to hunting rifles. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that, I mean, that's pretty much it. Uh, just somebody's, last, yeah. somebody's asking in the chat though: Is what? Do, well, what's your hobby uh, of the moment? And play, still playing War Machine, or moved on to a different game and new hobby? Um, I mean. I, I haven't really done much hobbying. I've done. I mean, if it count, we do every single fucking day of the week for like with with some exception to somebody's busy, but pretty much five days a week, if not up to seven days a week, we do online gaming together. Yeah, uh, be it DVD, like we'll jump around. It'll be DVD or it'll be Valheim or Grounded, uh, Grounded. Grounded or Evil Dead or Prop Hunt. Like we'll jump around between games, uh, but we have done thousands of hours of online gaming. Uh, the three of us, Nigel, a few other people uh, cycling in and out uh, since the pandemic started. Like Discord, if, if Discord didn't exist and online gaming didn't exist, like we would just be insane by now. Well, that, that we just wouldn't be talking to each other. Yeah, that, that I wouldn't have survived the pandemic in a way that I, w- I wouldn't have come out the pandemic who I am now. I don't know what would have happened, but it, I think it would have been bad for somebody. Yeah. Probably Travis. And if I have a big box version that stores all the expansions, I throw out all the expansion boxes. In fact, even if I have a normal box, if I can keep the expansion in there, I'll throw I, out the expansion I do, box. too. It only, whenever I when – because I, you can even sell things to, like, uh, Noble Knight now, and they don't care if it's all in the same box, yeah. it, which is really nice. I've even, like, started to – I used to – if an extension, if an expansion had, like, alternate pieces, like, that you used if you used the expansion rules but not yeah. the core rules, but I knew I would always do the expansion rules, I still would keep the original pieces or card, like, in a baggie and say, if I ever only want to play – now those get thrown away. Oh. I, I still <laughs> keep them all only because I, I, I trade things in. So if I have a thing where it's like, Fantasy Flight does it too. Even if it's like, even if you play the expansions, like these cards just are better versions of the original cards. If they FAQ yeah, them, or a rotted version, they yeah. rot. I still save them. Put them in a, I put them in a bag. I'll, no, I'll never use them, but I keep them there just so if I can bring them out when I sell the game, I can say it's there. No one ever checks to that level of detail. Well, are they probably, ever going to want the non-rotted? Probably ones? not. But I, I just out of out of like sure. But I throw but I throw the inserts away. I throw the extra boxes yeah. away. Typically, I, I do toss all that. I mean. 
people who keep all that usually live in a house. So you can you could keep that, but like when you're when you're moving around as much as I do, yeah. you, don't, you don't want extra shit. I'm a nomad. That's that. Grumble. It was fun. We're glad to be back too, I think. We're yeah, our next episode, I mean it was probably gonna be an audio only that'll be released after Gen Con. Yeah. If if we do it, otherwise Otherwise, you're looking at uh, four weeks for our four next weeks. live one. Well, we might do yeah. D&D three. Maybe three. We weeks. might be That's three. True. We might be three, three or four. Weeks. Weeks. It won't we'll be two for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll post it up on the on the site. Yeah, um, it's basically after D and D, we're going to do this. The whole goal for this going on from now is about approximately every two weeks or so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you'll see us at conventions or so. I mean, most of us will definitely be at Warfare Weekend. Um, I'll be working the uh, Norse Foundry booth uh, over at during Gen Con. So you come and see me. I'll be pretty easy to spot. I'll be the guy with the long beard and the bald head. Because uh, there's never more than one of those at a miniatures game convention. Yeah, wow. Yeah, you really narrowed that one down. God damn. That down. Yeah. Uh, and Nathan will be wandering. Probably. Well, at Gen Con, yeah. 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 You said Warfare Weekend. Warfare Weekend, yeah. yeah. But that too. But that I'll be and working working with uh, Creature Game Caster and uh, Muse on Minis. At Warfare Weekend. I'm excited for Gootcrafter's game. Of, uh, what's it called again? Judgment. I'm excited for Judgment. It meets all my criteria for playing a game. Judgment is uh, very fast-paced and, uh, you know, where you just choose three champions and you just fight and they have a whole list of champions. I mean, the, the whole crux of the game is kind of similar to, like, Guild Ball where you really have to learn what every character can do because there's no factions in the game. Yeah. You could just throw three different champions together and they just... But the model number is still small enough. It's still still three do. models, three yeah. to five models yeah. per side. I know we're trying to wrap up, but I'm going to say this one last <laughs> thing. Uh, just talk about... The, did I talk to you guys about Necromolds? Because I finally got it. I backed it on Kickstarter like oh, is two that, years is that ago the, and it showed the, up. Oh, the, the, the Play-Doh the thing? The Play-Doh, yeah. So okay. I got my... I got it, it came and I got it all packed up and, and, and inboxed. But yeah, that is... It's a miniatures game. It uses measurement sticks... Uh, it has actually a template. It has like short, long, and medium range on like a triangle. But your your army list instead of points, it, it's total volume of play doh, and then you form it into your things. And when they die, you smash them, uh, and then it's you know they're dead. So I'll bring that over sometime. Andy would love that. We played a play doh game once where you had like a grid, and you'd make a guy. If you had a missile, if you if you had a missile launcher, you got you'd, you'd have to like pick up something and like, throw it at the opponent thing. It was. It was really dumb. It was called Claydonia. Claydonia, yeah. That was uh, it was like some random game that somebody was selling the rules for it like a Gen Con when it was still in Milwaukee. Back in the 90s, yeah, back in the (laughs) 90s. It was just absurd. Oh, go on. I was going to say, no, I I remember specifically, we we had to, well, there was like some superpowers that you could do too. Like you could hit, hit something with a shoe and then you had everybody judge what damage it did to the the figure, if it was dead or not. Um, Some powers I, I remember specifically was pick up and throw yeah it was pick up and throw and if it's stuck to a wall or something like that <laughs> you're just out of the game <laughs> yeah it was it was a nine it was not a smart game no. <laughs> on the other hand that sounds amazing it was, no, yeah, yeah. it was both amazing and stupid it really it really found that line of uh yeah everything great so you're saying something before no right? we've been recording for over two hours i'll save it yeah yeah <laughs> i'm gonna go up, I'm, I'm gonna go upstairs and uh Play some video games. I'm going to go home and play some video games. Yeah, We're going to go probably play some Dead by Daylight. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. See you next time. We're back in pog form. In pog form? It's a Simpsons reference. Remember, Alfie's back in pog form. Uh, I know somebody who's been making pogs. We can get our faces put on pogs. Yes! Yes! Crippled System official pog set.